Episode 33 has brought you to here, this moment in your life. You're sitting in your car, you're hiding in your cubicle, you're mowing the lawn. You're driving your rig. And you're just wondering, God damn it, how far into that fucking McDonald's? I wonder if, if, because we're getting a lot of response from truckers. Shout out to all the truckers who are listening to us. We're making special trucker fucking shirts. We're going to be the all-trucker, all-time podcast. I've already infiltrated the trucker community. I I went in like Peterbilt. You think he's bullshit? truck. You think he's bullshit? Go look at who I'm following on Instagram. (laughs) I I found out there's an underground trucker community. (laughs) I am... I am deep inside the fucking interweb of trucker society. I am following every Flying J and Bucky's there is, uh, and and I'm gonna start. Don't paying, forget Pilot. I won't forget Pilot, and I'm gonna find and I'm gonna get Lot Lizards to get the Mike Musi podcast tattooed on the back of their neck. So when they're blowing some dude down the highway, and he's like, "What's the Mike Musi podcast?" She's like, "Oh, you just trying to go out the best podcast for the day." All right, all right. This just in: we will we will clear a budget for any truckers out there. I will pay for your lot lizard, but I need proper video documentation. Oh, I, I'll tell you what, straight up, we will buy footage of you and your lot lizard. And she can't die. You can't like you yeah. can't throw in her ditch or somewhere and yeah. kill her. Yeah, you can't do what we, you know, the Cincinnati special or whatever the fuck you <laughs> bastards call it. Uh, and also, also, if you can convince a runaway to go back home, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll put that out too. Yeah, I want a video of you I'm being I'm going like, about three exits up, but you should really go home there, Sarah. Yeah, and also, guys, hey, hit us up too, guys. If you're a trucker, tell us some trucker tales, man. I want to hear it because we want to hear it. We are truckers, Miguel. We, We've been, we go on tour every year. What you guys don't really know about us is we, we are truckers, stops. we are carnies, we are pirates. We're everything you never wanted to We're be. We're basically every dream a kid had. We just uh, are the bottom barrel of it. We're like the job fair at high school. They yeah. wouldn't let apply. You know, when you go to the basket, the gymnasium, and there's like a whole courtyard of little fold-up tables and pop-up tables and shitty propaganda. Let me propaganda. tell you the wonderful world of HVAC. You're Stephen's dad, aren't you? That's right. I left hey, his Hey, go over there fucking Bob's roofing. They're handing out fucking peppermint mints. You're yeah. going to fucking love it. Dude, I got a real quick story for that uh, that plays into what I just said. We had a career day. And uh, the dude, uh, the kid I was in class with, and I don't remember who he was, like his dad came to career day and his dad had basically left his wife and his family for the chick he worked for at the HVAC place. Like they worked together and she owned it. And they were there at career day, and they were passing out lollipops and, like, frisbees and stuff. And uh, <laughs> somebody was like, hey, did you see the air conditioning guys? They're passing out frisbees. And the kid in my class goes, yeah, that's my dad and the whore he left us for. And the, cr- wow. the room got quiet. And we were all like, but they got frisbees, too. <laughs> like, he didn't know how to do it. And when he said that, you knew that's the words his mom had been repeating because we were, like, seventh grade. Can you imagine though your dad leaves your family and then he's at your career yeah, day? I can, I can, Miguel. Yeah, well, okay, part- <laughs> I fucking can. Yeah, but add the part that now he's at career day because your dad worked for like Caterpillar and he built like generators and shit for the government. So imagine- he does now, but he was yeah, he was a fucking he was a grease monkey from the from the get go. So imagine that though, you and Amanda have no clue that your dad's showing up to your school with his new wife and he hasn't talked to you guys and he's like, hey, good to see you, Mike. Want a frisbee? I remember the first time. Uh, we were in a parking lot of a Publix, and uh, it was a Saturday afternoon. And my dad, you know, you stop there and you get the little crosswalk. Publix is a is a southern local. Uh, it's like a Kroger store. or yeah, like a Harris Teeter or some shit. You know, whatever you got. Yeah, whatever you got. You got a version of this. Yeah, so we got the bombest ass fucking chicken tenders and subs. So, anyways, um, 
So this fucking, we pull up, and I remember my dad saying, mm-mm, look at that. And I was confused. I'm like, dad, what about mommy? And he's like, he's probably got a fucking semi-chub over there in the fucking, the driver's seat of the Ford Bronco. That I had fucking uh, washed it one time accidentally with uh, dishwashing soap, <laughs> the liquid detergent. I left it on it and like literally left snail trail everywhere. And he beat the fucking shit out of me for it. To this day, if you mention fucking, hey, you want me to wash your car? Absolutely not, you motherfucker. <laughs> what happened though in the parking lot? He was just like, I fucking this chick. Oh, I forgot. I was telling a story. Uh, yeah. He if this just- is your first Mike Music podcast, get ready for more of that, kids. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I just remember being like. But, 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 but dad, what about m- 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 mommy? And the first time, and I'm sure you could have oh, a I story related. Yeah. The first time you see your old man fucking have 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 a fucking, uh, have the eyes on some other yeah. woman. And it really confuses you as a young man. It's like you, you relate because you're like, well, I don't think she's hot, but maybe in five years I will. But damn, what about mommy? Yeah, you're like, this is, what the fuck's going on? I remember my dad. So my mom and dad had just kind of like split up. Just, I mean, fresh, hot split up. And my dad would come by every couple weekends to like take me out. And he would always, my dad was always cool about like bringing one of my homeboys with me. He's like, yeah, bring your homeboy. And so he brought Willie and he was like, hey, do you guys want to go watch? Like it was like stock car racing. Rated R movie? Yeah, but it was like, it was like going to the local track. Like we have the track Biflo over here. And I was like thinking to myself, I have no fucking desire to go to this track and watch cars race right now. I'd rather just burn shit. I'm 12. So he took Hell us yeah. there and the whole ride there. I'm like, why the fuck are we going here? And then I remember we sat up in the bleachers and remember my dad's freshly like, 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 like separated from my cruising mom. for puss. No, this chick comes and sits down next to my dad and he's like, wow. Oh, this is my friend. And I'm instantly like, what the fuck is my dad on a goddamn date? And he's You're just giving like, me flashbacks yeah. as we speak, Miguel. And I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, you know, you think about it, you're like, you, I see you one fucking weekend a month, and you're on your goddamn date. You're trying to fucking knock two things out with one. Right, I'm trying to get loved this. by my fucking father. Let me explain to some of you straight-laced pussies who had your mom yeah. and dad are still married. What Miguel is trying to explain is this awkward moment in your childhood when mommy and daddy aren't okay, and you have to realize that life goes on, and it's really yeah. fucking awkward for a young man growing up. Yeah, it, it fucking sucks, because you're like... You don't know where your loyalties are. What, like, am I supposed to go home and be like, Dad was on a date? How many fucking basketball cards <laughs> yeah. is this guy trying yeah. to fuck my mom and willing to cough up? Yeah. That's the other one. Like, when your dad's dating a woman, you're like, what the fuck is going on? And when your mom's dating a guy, you're like, absolutely not. Isn't like, it weird that we already know as a young, young man that we already know that. Our 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 mo is to run game on the new dude trying to yeah. fuck our mom. Yeah, we're like, listen, I'm staying up late. I'm eating <laughs> yeah. ice cream. I'm watching the fucking porno channels. Yeah, and, and then, you're fucking buying everything I need, and motherfucker. The, and the best part is too how like your homeboys are all in league with it. Like they're all just staring this dude down. Like I don't like him at all. Then cut to like six months later when like. He's been a part of your life for a little bit. And then, like, your mom and him might be on the rocks, and you're like, what? I love this fucking guy, though. Oh, yeah, no, there was a couple guys that I was like, mom, but come on. Like, I mean, you can look past that. Yeah. Sure, he beat the shit out of you. I mean, it was New Year's Eve. He was drinking. We were drinking. There was cocaine involved. 
what about my fucking basketball card? Yeah, this and who's going to fucking pay for my field trip on Monday? I'm supposed to go to SeaWorld. Me and this, you fucking selfish bitch. Me and this motherfucker played Double Dragon together. He's great. Like, we've been killing it. We've got like three boards left and we're beating this shit. One time I, I used the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, BA select start on contract at a 30 extra man. My dad beat the fucking <laughs> shit out of me. He's like, you're a goddamn cheater. Put back in John Elway's quarterback or I'm out of here. Do you know what? Fuck you. You can't get 30, man, you motherfucker. Hey, one time, one time, one time I was doing my homework and, uh, True story. And I wasn't. I call him right now. I wasn't erasing shit right on the paper. Like I was leaving it sloppy. And my dad was drunk and he was like, the fuck? It looks like shit. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It and says, it, Happy Father's it, Day, Poppy. He took the paper and he ripped it. He goes, If it doesn't matter, then fuck it. And I was just Whoa. like, Whoa. And just, Miguel's hurting inside till to this day. I was just like, I just, That's my goddamn homework. I used to like when my dad, you remember this one where like the morning after your dad might have been drunk and been an asshole, you know he woke up being like, Oh God, I think I ripped his homework up. And like you'd wake up and But he still be, doesn't want to say sorry. He doesn't say sorry, but he wants to make sure you're happy. Yeah, he's so like, All right, like, listen, motherfucker. All right. I'll let, you, all, yeah. I'll let you do all right. You want to start a fire? All right, whatever. Start <laughs> yeah, he's all hungover and he's like, hey, why don't you take a cup of gasoline and light something on fire? You're like, old man, you're the goddamn best. <laughs> all right, you want to go spend the night at fucking Bobby's? Go ahead. I'll let yeah. you do it. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's how dad said. Your dad doesn't say he's sorry. Your dad's like, you know, look, hey, listen, first of all, you were being a little asshole. All right. And I might have, I might have gone far. But you know what you did. Hey, so one time um, I said some shit. I don't know if I told this story or not. Uh, history of every podcast episode. I said some slick shit uh, on the patio, and it was a screen. It was a it was a it was a, 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 a sliding screen door. Yeah, right there from the kitchen to the patio. And I remember there was like you know the typical um, PVC piping uh, lawn furniture yeah. that always squeak. When oh you yeah, sat with the, in with the pad in it yeah. and stuff. The chair, yeah. And I remember uh, my dad, he said some shit. He said some. I don't remember what it was exactly because I'm probably maybe I probably should seek some therapy after this. But uh, he said some shit. And I remember saying some slick shit back. You know, the first time you ever say some really slick yeah. shit, you're like, oh, fuck. fuck. Right as you say it, you're like, I'm not prepared to back this up. So, it's like when Japan hit Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah. They're all flying back like, we kind of fucking went a little wild. Oh, we, oh we, we, we all fucked up, Emperor. Yeah. I know we said we were going to do this, but I can't believe we just did this. I'm sorry, Emperor, but we all really shit ourselves. So, yeah, I had said some slick shit to my dad. And they're like the fucking Matrix. And I was Neo. <laughs> Spinning through the air was like a 16-inch fucking butcher knife <laughs> with a teal aqua blue like handle, whoosh, 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 just in slow mo. Like whoosh, I bent down below this fucking patio furniture. <laughs> went it went I I shit you not and I can call my fucking sister right now. Uh, it went about six inches into the thigh of Nico, my Chinese Sharpay. Um and uh, I remember them. Taking him to the hospital. And when your dad fucks up when he's getting <laughs> yeah. ready to beat the shit out of you. I mean, technically that was attempted murder, but whatever. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. And uh, I remember, I always remember there were times when my dad took took it too far. Yeah. Like when my dad tried to shoot my other Chinese Sharpay Rambo, he just hated your dogs. Yeah, because they were they were about it. They were they were they were like my little buddy. They were always you know they you know sticking up because they're watching you get the shit beat out of you after while. They're like, come on. Yeah, no. Cut him sure. some slack. Cut the kids some slack. So uh, 
and I brought this up maybe like 10 years ago, and my dad was not liking this story, and the conversation got changed. Because I had come, I've come to peace with a lot of things. Yeah. That's, how, that's the only way you can heal is you just yeah. let go. And um, I remember them, uh, like, I remember him taking Nico to the, the emergency vet. And then this is, you know, this is the early 90s, you know. And my dad's like, oh, you know, fucking uh, the dog was uh, <laughs> playing by the barbecue grill and knocked over the plate. Two and- Puerto Rican kids try to mug my dog. Can you yeah. believe it? <laughs> so uh, the, the veterinarian is looking at my dad <laughs> while the dog is literally got a fucking 16-inch butcher knife <laughs> a good six inches into its fucking back thigh. Jesus. And... Um, yeah. And it's the 80s, and the vet's like, that was, it was fucking, early 90s. But. Fucking dog needs to learn to mind its business. And then it looks at the, the vet looks at you and goes, and maybe, maybe a little boy needs to learn to shut the fuck up sometimes, too. It's good, buddy. You want a beer? Sometimes dogs get stabbed. Kids these days will never understand. Uh, I mean, you had to, like, really, you had to, it's like a, like a we all know aliens exist, Miguel, but, you know, we want to see the smoking gun, and sometimes when you were trying to report child abuse, you literally had to have a fucking, you had to have Bob Saget I, and fucking a VHS camera right there. Times, yeah. New York Times. McGruff had to watch that shit go down. Your you dare counselor had to be there. Your principal, your <laughs> yeah. school, your Boy Scout troop leader. Like if you like, oh, but did you really get your ass beat for yeah. no star crunches, boy? I remember my dad and me got into like a little argument. I was probably like eleven years old or so, and we got an argument on the stairs. And I mouthed off to him, and he went to like grab me, but he accidentally pushed me, and I and I tipped back, but I didn't fall down the stairs because then he leaped forward and grabbed me and pulled me forward, and it was so funny because the moment I kind of was falling down the stairs for a second, I was looking at him like this motherfucker just pushed me down the stairs, and then the moment he grabbed me, I was like this heroic motherfucker saved me, and literally we just had this like quiet moment, and my dad was just nodding, and I was like yeah you're a good dad, <laughs> like, but it was this just episode has been brought to you by child, child abuse. abuse. <laughs> what do you think? Okay. What do you look back on now as something that you regularly grew up with on the 80s and 90s that even now you're like, that's fucked up? I'll start with my first one. Leaving the dog in the garage all fucking day long with just a little bit of the garage open for his nose to stick out of, that was regular everyday shit for me. Like, we would come home and be like, all right, let the dog out. And he'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> just, like, panting. You know, he's, like, had a bowl of water and his nose sticking out to smell the world. I I, I don't even know where to start. We could do a whole episode on this. Um, I would say uh, being left home unattended uh numerous times when and it wasn't their fault i was just a a curious little mischievous shit you know because like i'm not gonna sit here and act like i was the victim all the times i i had that knife come in miguel i had it coming (laughs) you got that fucking battered wife syndrome where you're just like i mean he loves me stop don't arrest him he loves me (laughs) sometimes you gotta throw knives at people to remind them that they need to shut the fuck up i mean hey hey listen hey here's the deal my 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 dad isn't my real father, so I don't really know who my biological father is. But none of this made sense the entire time I was getting my ass fucking kicked. <laughs> so I was like, but I'm your kid, you know? <laughs> and then meanwhile, I'm like, why is my sister always getting all the fucking love and attention? And then later on, you're living in a foster home, and someone's like, yeah, your daddy's not your daddy. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Of all the things I could think of, it's like, but, but are you telling me that my dick's not going to get as big as his? Because one one uh, one hot summer in Texas, I was you know fucking playing out in the yard of the trailer park, and I went inside, 
And then, you know, the the trailer had, like, these really shitty bathrooms. It was, like, fire, like yellow fiberglass and shit. It was, like, after a year, it started turning colors and shit. And and um, I remember just seeing my dad's huge-ass penis and being like, damn. I can't. And I looked down at my little dick. I was like, I can't wait. We're just going to add some more water and sunlight to this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, over-fucking-rubbing it in the shower. Come on, just grow, baby, grow. And then... Of all things I could think of in the, in, in the moment that my whole world came crashing down. Because when you're a kid, you always, like, watch those cartoons or those shows. Like, Kelly Bundy telling, hey, tell Bud he's not, he was adopted. Yeah. And, and I always kind of felt some weird shit. And I never really knew until I knew. And um, when you know, it's like, oh, shit. So then you kind of have, like, the resentment kind of goes away. Because you just realize this guy was a Captain Savaho trying to catch some puss. Caught some feelings and then fucking got got this lady pregnant again with with my sister, and then he doesn't owe me shit. He's just being Captain yeah. Savaho and being my dad and 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 it's crazy and his rock and roll and wild as shit goes. I don't fucking regret a goddamn thing. And all these soft ass pussy ass fucking kids now. Maybe your dad should love you to throw a fucking six inch butcher knife at you. Because maybe if you were what quick was, in the streets, you would duck down and what survive was, that shit. What was the excuse to everything when we were growing up? It builds character. Oh, and you don't understand it, but we. I wish I could go in a time machine, Miguel, and I know you passionately share this 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 feeling with me, is that in that moment, do we have any young kids listening, which we hope not, but if there are. No, I hope so. <laughs> 80s style. I, hope, I watched Porky's when I was nine years old. I couldn't grasp half of it, but I was like... Something about this is right. If you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't fucking pause the three titty bitch and total oh. recall on VHS, I can't, I can't fuck with you. Oh, oh, the three titty bitch and total recall, Beverly Hills Cop two when they were at the strip club. Like I knew you, like I, if I closed my eyes now and you were like Miguel, how many minutes into Beverly Hills Cop two? I'd be like. 49 minutes, 36 seconds, and that's a titty? Like My dad always knew because we popped it back in. He's like, God damn it, Cindy. The fucking three bitty titch scenes on again. I know this ain't happening on See, fucking mistake. I think I think 80s kids are are the best murderers because we had to hide porn stuff so well that we would know how to go back on a scene because there would be times when I'd be like, take the video out. Wait a second. Gotta fast forward it to the end or rewind it because they'll know I was watching the three titties. Me and Chris were just talking about this I wasn't yesterday. smart enough at first. I had to develop that over, over well, years. Me and Chris were just talking about how we used to watch porn when we were younger. And for me, uh, we, had the, we had the RCA TV with lion's feet. I don't know if you guys remember the wooden TV with lion's feet that sat on the floor. It was probably 30 inches and it was all, but wood wise, it was 76 inches of, it had fucking cabinets on the side and yep. shit. Like, like you'd sometimes be sitting there and writing your will and then looking at TV, you know? But the RCA fucking lion's foot TV we had, and it had the little buttons on it for up and down, and you couldn't put channel That, that would make in. a great desk it would one make, of those old school I, TVs. I saw, I saw someone make a bar out of it, which was great. I love it. But So I'm sitting there, ear to it, one eye, watching this porn. I went through the fucking TV guide and looked for the show that had strong sexual content, because nudity don't mean shit. Oh, I was, nudity hey, means a dude's when ass. I, when I saw that strong, strong sexual, sexual content, content, I started jerking. Oh. I'm like, we're prepping this, baby. I'm getting ready for Dude, this. I am not missing this like, titty scene. Like Pavlov's dog. Dream on on HBO. Oh, Dream on, bro. That was, you were getting a good a Red Shoe Diaries? titty shot. Red no Shoe Diaries, uh, Lady Chatterley's Diaries, 
Emmanuel, Emmanuel, that series of movies was you ever, great. You ever get all worked up during real sex? Oh, and just no sex comes on? And then it's like a dude, some dude, and like talking on the side of the road, and they're like doing the and street And you gotta reviews. still keep jacking you while like, you're angrily. It, you gotta keep it, it's like prepping it, you gotta <laughs> yeah. keep moving it, but you're like looking away. You're like, I cannot fucking come on him because that's how you become gay yeah, by exactly. coming while watching a dude. And that's on how me and Miguel are not gay because we didn't come on the fucking commercials or like. Mm. You didn't, I learned to hold it. During those fucking hot ass uh, fucking Telemundo, fucking, oh god, the weather um, report. But then all of a sudden, the dude fucking, comes on. Yeah, you're like just like we're come like, on, buddy, come on. I, I told you, I already talked about this before. Yeah. I, I used to jack off to MTV's The Grind in the morning. Eric Meese would be shirtless. And you're like, I can't come when he's on. It's the dude from the real world. Yeah. I can't. I remember not. the worst. The worst he was too good. Playboy's Hot Rocks. Uh, Playboy's Hot Rocks would play unedited videos, but that didn't mean it had nudity. It just meant it was unedited. So I am jacking off to fucking It's Good to Be King by Tom Petty, waiting for a goddamn titty the whole time, and all they're doing is just, it's an unedited video with like I refuse to nut on some subpar shit. Oh my god, it's the worst. I remember though also, like, uh, Playboy used to have this show called, uh, uh, Playboy... After Dark? Playboy after dark. And what's your You name think this is my it? first time, Miguel? And, I was a habitual jack offer. And 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 well, I'm trying to think of her name's name, Morgan. Katie Morgan. Katie yeah, she Morgan. was on our radio show. And she show. was on our radio show. And I told her, I straight up told her, she was sitting next to me. Back in the day. Katie Morgan was eight. Hey, this I'll, I don't know if I said this before, but let me tell you how much I loved Katie Morgan. We, she came on a radio show, she sat next to me, and I said, Hey, I gotta be honest. Uh, I've had a crush on you since I was a kid. And she was like, oh, that's hot, which is weird for somebody to say. When you say, I've had a crush on you since I was a kid, she was like, mm, I want to fuck you when you were a kid. Hell but yeah. she had, I told her that. I so, mean, hell no, hell no. Yeah. Hell no. Hell, <laughs> hell no. So uh, that's a sound bite. So fucking uh, she's sitting next to me on the show, uh, on our show, and the whole time she just keeps like holding my leg and being cute because cause she she knew that I like had a big Katie Morgan crush. And then uh, I told her, I was like, yeah. And she was like, she goes, did you ever jack off to me? And I was like, like, I'm gonna jack off sort of night sweating. too, but yeah, he started but I'm sweating like, in slow mo. And I'm like, yeah, I, I go. I actually used to watch Playboy after the dark. song from fucking Indiana Jones. <laughs> no, 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 the fucking was. <laughs> like you're like, did I jack off to you? You're like sweating. All you can hear is. Kalima, well, dude, trying to, trying to take the heart from fucking today. Nanumchungung. So that was a hey, shout out to that fucking. Indiana oh yeah, Jones. that was the best one. Temple Doom was a shit. They don't make so, movies like that no more. It's just full of racism and animal cruelty. It's great. Uh, so she's telling me this, and I go, yeah, and uh, and I and I'm like, yeah, I, I did when I was a kid. And Katie Morgan leans into me, and she goes. I wish I was there when you were jacking off. And I have kept Whoa. that in my head. Remind, remember, though, she's also hearing that that was a 12-year-old This is my confession. <laughs> but I was like, and then she busts out laughing. And, and Katie Moore, I fell in love with her after that. You had Mary Carey. Do you remember when she came on the show? Yeah. Uh, and she fell in love with you. She still hits me up randomly. And that was crazy. That's what I loved about that show we used to do. Because we used to have these porn actresses come on, and we got to be like, oh my god, Asia Carrera, I jacked off to you so much that I got Saturn dick once, you know? So what Miguel's referring to, we used to do uh, our, before it was called a podcast, we did, it was called a radio show, and we did it live from a very fancy uh, gentleman's club, a.k.a. Shake Joint, a.k.a. The Strip Club. And uh, we would have the feature entertainers or the local scallywags come in dance on the table we'd play dick draft we'd eat a bunch of fucking chicken wings and pizza afterwards and get drunk and we had dudes who were on the show with us that were in relationships and would run like bitches they're like oh this is they would we had we had one comedian guy uh that would talk shit to the girl 
And then it was almost, and you could see him looking at his phone. He's like, "He'd be mean to I her." I love you, baby. I'm sorry. These so white girl- folks just got me doing this shit. <laughs> and he was like, "I gotta do it for my career." And he was like, literally fucking like you know. But you know, he was down. But did he, you he, did he, you have a favorite porn actress when you were younger? I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I did. Miguel White. Is this a trap? This, this is, is a, a trap. Is a setup. This is a setup. I, I had a few. You did know, you- Jenna Jameson. Was Jenna, high up there. Jenna Jameson was big. I feel. Uh, I feel. Alicia in love Class. With I don't know if you guys remember Alicia Class. She actually dated uh, Bruce Willis for a while. She was during the LimeWire era when I gave my computer AIDS just so I could oh, jack yeah. off every day. I uh, know that pain. Uh, did you have a favorite porn that you can never find again? I had one on LimeWire. It was called Office Fuck Latina. Uh, I'll always remember it. The girl. It was like a POV before I knew what POV was. Like I, I, I didn't know. I used to call them ghost dick porn because all you saw was the dick floating and like fucking the girl. Uh, but it was called Office Fuck Latina, and it was on LimeWire. And I would erase it all the time, and then go to find it, and erase it, and go to find it. And then uh, one day, it just never came back. And I have, honestly, to this day, if you type off as fuck Latina, you're going to get a lot. Like, unfortunately, that's not the most original. But if original. you type in cock-sucking cherries, you'll <laughs> definitely find the DVD I've been watching. Have you ever watched a porn where the girl wasn't even attractive, and yet you still, there was something about it that you were like, yeah, I like this one. There was one where I remember this girl was all pierced up, and uh, she wasn't, like, super attractive, but... Uh, right after she got done fucking the dude, she looks at him and she's like, bro, your cum stinks. And everybody in the scene busts out laughing. And I was like, I, I loved it. I thought it was just pure comedy. And I wonder now, because that was LimeWire days. It was 20 years ago and she was probably 30. She's probably 50 now. The most. And I'd like to meet her and just talk to her about the stinky cum incident and really, really interview on her. Like Where are Walter they now? Cronkite. Yeah. Where are they now? On heroin. All of them. <laughs> The most awkward porn that I ever was jacking off to was Showgirls. <laughs> yeah. I had obviously beat a few out throughout the movie. Oh, but that one wore me out. I needed a cigarette and a Gatorade to finish that movie. <laughs> True. Well, there was a. I had I definitely had beat my dick like it fucking owed me money throughout the movie up until they came to the rape scene. <laughs> and then like, my dick just went. Doo, doo, doo. And I knew as a child that I was just like, man, this ain't right. This, yeah. poor, this poor girl got invited to a party and they're passing around fucking the shiver. And then she comes out all bleeding and shit. I was like, ah, come on. Come on. Hey, come on. Hey. Why would you do this? Why? Come on. Kill him a boner, guys. That's how, was, that's how it was in Boogie Nights when the dude tried to rape her in the limo like fucking uh, Roller Girl. I'm like, I'm jacking off through this whole thing, cruising, even jacking off in the robbery scene. I'm like, there's something about this that I like. You know, uh, John C. Riley's got me going. I'm like, okay, this is pretty, this guy's funny. And then they, they do like, they try to rape her in the limo and she beats the guy up. And I'm like, why would you do that to me? Like, why would you ruin this good tell, jack-off I, parade? I'll tell you what, Miguel. Nothing, nothing fucking kills my boner in a movie while I'm jacking my dick off like a good rape scene. Yeah, and, and Showgirls was sold to me on the whole idea that, hey, do you want to see Jesse from Saved by the Bell naked? And it worked. And it worked big time. I was hoping they made a whole series. I was Listen, like, hey, do we get well, Lisa and Slater after I was this? Fu- I was fucking in the pool a couple weeks ago, and I was like, damn, this is just like Showgirls. Jesse from Showgirls <laughs> flopping around like a fucking a squid in the fucking water. I was like, oh, man, I better hurry up and finish this rape scene's coming up soon <laughs> fucking we definitely can't use fucking audio clips from this fucking podcast are you kidding me man that's the fucking clip right there i, I can i can see chris now what's the caption on this one? Oh yeah whatever you want buddy <laughs> can't jack off to the showgirl rape yeah jesse jane 
Well, that's when he points to Jesse Jane, yeah. yeah. Jesse Jane. She's bad. Yeah. Uh, well, not too long ago, uh, one late night, she texted me, and I didn't believe it was her, and I actually hung up on her FaceTime a couple times. And this is, if any of y'all have a, a porn addiction like me and Miguel, you obviously know who, who Jesse Jane is. She was, like, dating Kid Rock for a while and all this other shit. Well, um, I'm not going to go too much into the story. It's still developing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was, that was one of my favorite. Her, her Brianna Banks, and, uh, and Jenna Jameson. Brianna Banks. Jenna Jameson, I kind of I got, like, eh. It's like, eh. Amai Moretti was one of mine. That was only, like, ten years ago. I don't know any porn actresses now because uh, it's not not because I just don't know. You don't need their names anymore. You just go in a clip and you just type in the description. Thick Latina gets plowed by fucking pool boy. But there was a time when they had to sell themselves as stars. Now it's literally just that's that's. I feel bad for kids nowadays because and they never get, understand the true the, the true fucking cinematography behind yeah, porn. Kid, they'll never get it. They'll be like, it's hey, only OnlyFans link. Yeah, it's just like let me see a fucking pussy. Here's a pussy. I want to see this pussy squirt. I'll type it in. Back then, we didn't know what we were getting. You'd pop a movie in, and you'd be like, "Slutty Nurses Seven. I mean, is there going to be drama to this? Is there going to be fucking pain? What is the worst thing you ever jacked off to? It was like, oh man, I'm hard up right now. I probably, I, I'd say one of the worst things I probably jacked off to was the late night Girls Gone Wild commercial. Oh, that's, that, hold on. First of all, that is like, that's not bad. That's like, that's, that's. It's the just, steel drums put me in the mood. Like, like Pavlov's dog now. If I hear steel drums. Hey, come on. Your yeah. dick is hard. Pull it out. <laughs> My dick's going to get hard, man. Hey, Miguel. It's me, Girls Gone Wild. I see you yeah. sitting and listen to, this is the third time we played this yeah. information. Go ahead. You'll hear the steel drum. Pull the old dick out and start beating it, man. What? Okay, okay, here. Oh, you want to hear some horrible? <laughs> yes. One time it was late at night and they were showing the, all these like flashes of these women's faces. The Jewish survivor? No, they're showing, these, they're showing these flashes of these women's faces on these little pics and I thought it was Girls Gone Wild, so I'm like fired myself. Oh, it's missing children? It's missing women. <laughs> oh, no, he said women. Yeah, I said I was, children, I like, motherfucker. Yeah, I was like 12, it's missing women. They were like, hey, hey, I'm looking at all these chicks, I'm like, she's all right, blah, blah. And then all I hear is the voice and they're like, they're like, the Cincinnati stuck. Preferred his women young and blonde. Miguel's got fucking unsolved mysteries on mute, and he's fucking yeah. jacking off to it. <laughs> Damn, man, son of a bitch. I remember the creativity involved. Like this was this one was one that would get me. I would wake up from half a fucking like sex dream, and I'd be like, "Whoop!" While it's still fresh in my head, let me go to the bathroom and fire this one off. Like there was a whole period where I was like twelve to thirteen, where I tried to lie to everybody and said I was into baths, but it was just because I needed longer time to oh, yeah. jack off. Rub that pee pee in the soap, player. <laughs> and then I was the, like fucking uh, bu- uh, the Alaskan, uh, the, the fucking Jamaican uh, bobsled team. team I was lathering up the fucking tub <laughs> with the soap. Room like I was playing like uh, skee ball with it. Zoom, like lathering it up. I was like break dancing like a little fucking egg and shit. <laughs> Next thing you know, I got some soap in me pee-pee, mate, and I got to fucking rub it out. Yeah, my dick was... was Do you remember the first time you jacked your dick and you nutted, but no nut came out? That's the true. That is the true no passageway into manhood. Like I've always anybody, any guys, you ever you ever stroke your dick so much that you actually nutted? Oh, you, you mean like third? Was, oh, third and no nut come? came out. Yeah, like 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 you're this like is ghost your, ghost jizz. Ghost jizz. Yeah. <sighs> You're like, uh-oh. You it's are like, a man now, Miguel. It's like your dick basically was like, I got nothing, pal. You immediately go out and get a job, and you got to go <laughs> you're, you gotta go start paying for your own field trips. The minute, <laughs> you the minute jizzed I, in the bathroom. The minute I had my first ghost jizz, I looked up in the mirror, I had a full beard. <laughs> like, Armpit <laughs> hair's growing up. Yeah. No! 
Yeah, man. I had a baby in my arms. I was a father. It's like a blue-collared uniform. You were at a fucking. You were at Seaside Heights and fucking the Jersey Shore, and you putting quarters in the fucking Zoltar machine, and armpit <laughs> hairs coming out of your your fucking. Your How about arms. this? How about this? Have you ever jacked off during a yes. situation? Hold on. Yes. Yes. The, the answer is yes to whatever you say. Okay. Because you jacked off in a situation where you're like, I shouldn't be jacking off right now. Yeah. You ever got a, you ever got a, a fucking rock hard dick and church player? <laughs> Several times. No, I'm not. I'm gonna sit this communion out player i'm gonna sit this one out me and the lord need to get a heart i need to get my right my heart right with the lord i you can't go up, up here you ever jacked off at a job yeah oh my god yeah yeah we talked about this like the second third episode did we not yeah i think so okay i remember i jacked it's off. all a blur 33 just goes back to one it's jacking all a- off at a job is weird because you come out of that bathroom like Woo! <laughs> and it's work. Hey, guys, listen. I know I was in there for 15, 20 minutes longer than it should have been, but good news. I fixed the fucking plumbing, yeah. and it smells fucking great in there. You come and out- no, I didn't jizz on the fucking mags. I did it in the sink. You come out of the fucking bathroom with a cigarette hanging from your mouth like, I need a break. <laughs> you just to the bathroom. I'm fucking spent. <laughs> I was getting weird last night with three ladies, my girlfriend and two other girls. And I was like, damn, I'm not ready for this yet. Because I was in the hot tub just chilling, checking my Instagram and shit and my Snapchats. And I started getting, like, sexy flirts. Like, hey, come here. You're in trouble. I'm like, what? Like, what the fuck? I, was like, I started kind of, like, I kind of, like, got, like, a little aggravated. Like, what? I'm in trouble for what? What, bitch? I'm fucking, I'm I come in there. Here. There's a human centipede going down. I'm like, oh, shit. I need to brush my teeth and fucking <laughs> wash my butthole real quick. <laughs> quick, I, I got to fucking put some gel in my hair. I'm like, oh, never mind. And, 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 I got to put some gel in my I hair? I was like, damn, I'm not ready for this fucking foursome. I ain't ready yet. Hold on. Goddamn, let me stretch out or something. And I'm like... Where do I? It's like a conga line. It's already Where started. Where do I join in? You're like Dan. You're at the wedding, like trying to jump into the conga line. Like when do is, I get this in? This is one that's real though. It's hard if it's your girlfriend and a couple other girls because you're like, where do I start without offending somebody? Yeah, no, because I don't. Because I, I know where I want to start on this new pussy. Listen, I'm <laughs> such a gentleman, Miguel. There was the the third the third lady that I had never had sexual. Um, and that's exactly where you want to start. And I'm not gonna. You don't have to answer that. Yes, every no, guy, because all right, let me tell you, ladies, right now. If you let your man have threesomes, A, he's going to be around for a lot longer. And for two, uh, he is going to want to fuck the girl he's never had sex with first. Yeah. Also, he's going to, your man's, if you, if you have threesomes with your man, your man is definitely going to feel like cheating if he's flirting or being with another girl that you're not with. 100%. He's just going to be like, I can't do this because we have threesomes together. I could write a book on like, like group sex and threesomes and four. I don't even know what they're called after you have more than two or three, four or five. Last year, I was fucking six girls at once. Yeah. The day before kids' day. The fucking kids' day me, massacre. Me, me and six. There was I was fucking six girls. And after you fucked the two or three, you're literally just putting your dick in them to fucking count it on the fucking board. It's purely fucking participation. It's, this, it's the same nothing way. to write home about. You didn't like you're beat just, it up or fucking just, go crazy. You're laying cover fire like a machine gunner. You're not picking a target. You're just like... Yeah. This will suppress this. This is for the bros. I'm 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 fucking building memories from from my bros. Like, all right, I I fucked six girls that night, and it was fucking amazing. And in reality, I probably did like thirty seconds of pumps. And then yeah, but it's it. about it's about just making sure you officially. It's like a Guinness record thing. You know, they're like, oh, you have to eat the most. There's a guy behind the curtain with a clipboard. Like, yeah. okay, Mike, that's one. Yeah. All right, oh, three more strokes. That's yeah. okay. That's two. There's like a European coach with you. Like, Mike, don't throw out your hamstring. Keep it moving. There's some <laughs> old guy with a fucking uh, a stool, a bar stool in the corner with a, a sweat rag, and he's like. 
fucking fucking pouring water over your head. There's a British guy announcing, not since the Helsinki Games of 62 have we seen something this beautiful. Fucking Marv Albert's like, amazing! <laughs> it's amazing, baby! Dick Patel's and they're like, holy shit, he's gonna fuck all six of these bruds! Marv oh. Albert's in there biting your ass, like, argh! <laughs> Do you remember the pizza, uh, pizza hut balls that they had during uh, March Madness uh, for the final? Oh yeah, four? and you would get the different team balls and yeah, stuff. They, yeah, there was, there was a blue ball that I held that month. Uh, this is Herman's long story. Never mind. <laughs> Skip it. We got six yeah. girls. Uh, you're you're in the massacre. Only I would transition to uh, a fucking orgy until like, hey, remember this <laughs> basketball that came out in Pizza Hut? <laughs> yeah, I know we're talking about the time I fucked six girls, but Pizza Hut Book It program. Did you ever read Heart's Blood? It's about a guy who raised a dragon. It's really cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> What's the what okay. What's like the nerdiest shit that you that you were super into for a long time? Like that like now you're like, oh, good thing I'm not into that. But you were just like I was de- like basketball cards was one of the things that you were super. I wouldn't into. even call that nerdy. Uh, there was I, I'm I'm trying to think because I don't want to give obviously an on, honest answer. Man, I was into a lot of weird shit. and I'm still into some weird shit right now. Honestly, I don't even. All I like to do is educate myself. It's kind of weird because I feel like my mentality now was in in high school and college. I would have did way way. I would have had straight A's because yeah. I I'm very competitive and. Uh, I love learning things. I literally watch nothing but educational television. I used to, I, by high school, like by, by junior high, I was already hanging out with all the bad kids, but it was like fifth and sixth grade. I was still trying to be a good kid, but I was learning about bad kids shit. And I was like, this is the way seventh grade. I was definitely getting in trouble. And my mom and dad were splitting up. So I started getting arrested for bullshit and then eighth grade, I wanted to be a fucking badass. I, you know, I fucking every hip hop video out. I was like, this is the dream life, you know? So by ninth grade, I was a little criminal. Oh, but, I was definitely pretending to be black for a while. Like, oh, Art won that one, though. Out yeah, of you guys. my buddy Art, he definitely won the who's going to be the blackest. And I fucking, I, 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 I pulled, I went for a fuck. I went for a pretty good while, you know, after six incarcerations. I was like, all right, I think I'm, I'm done. My, my, uh, my thing, though, that I still did. In high school was, I was, I, I got ninth grade, one of my teachers, I was high all the time, but I still was doing good in school. She was like, you need to, you need to do this thing called the quest public debate thing. And I was like, I'm not going to be in a goddamn debate team. And then she was like, just be an extra. Like you would have to be like, do a speech. You do a public speaking and debate somebody. She was like, let me just sign you up as an extra. You won't have to do it. She's like, I'll give you extra credit. You know, this way, those homework assignments you didn't turn in will work. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is Miss Brown. Shout out to Miss Deidre Brown uh, and her fine ass daughter Courtney, who's still my homegirl. But Miss Brown signed me up for Quest Public Speaking, told me I could just be an alternate. I wouldn't have to do anything. And I was like, okay, the day before the public speaking competition for like the fucking region and shit, the day before they called me a house up because I don't have a cell phone. And they're like, hey, two people dropped out you're going to have to go to this public speaking thing tomorrow. And I was like, I'm not going. It's a fucking Saturday. I'm not doing that. They're like, if you don't do it, you know, it's going to fuck our school up. So me and BJ, my cousin, we're out at the beach all night getting high, partying with girls we just met. I wake up on a sandy-ass beach, and I'm like, oh, fuck, B. 
I got to do this Quest public speaking thing. So we race to Walmart. We get me a fucking button-down shirt and a clip-on tie because I didn't know how to tie a tie. What grade was this? Ninth grade. I show up to this public speaking thing. Everybody has been working and planning these speeches. I'm coming in their eyes, bloodshot, been partying on the beach all day, smelling like fucking Jaeger. And everybody's already like, this guy's not taking it serious. God damn it. And I walk on that stage and I free ball a speech about the media. I remember it was about the media and the dangers of the media. And it was all about like, I think it was about Princess Diana and Bia Che. And I'm just fucking free stuff, talking to the people. Oh, so you used to be in that conspiracy shit. You turn, I, uh, you turn, you turn your back no, on him. She Miguel. literally was chased in a tunnel with Dodie Fayette and died, yo. That one's fucking documented. But I rock it and I nailed it and I won. And then I ended up pursuing public speaking shit more and more. And I would always tell them I would, that you were allowed to have a five by six card and you were allowed to write your notes on it. And I would always write, I'm winging it, baby, in big letters, so that when I was done with it and I won, I would just flip over to the other kids like, I ain't got no fucking notes, bitches, because I don't need them. Ultimate flex. Ultimate flex. Yeah. I was also in this thing called DECA, the Stripping Education Clubs of America, and it was like a marketing club, and I would do the public speaking competition for there, and I won. So check this out, boys. I was first place in region. I was first place in county. I was first place in state out of like hundreds of people every year from ninth grade to senior year. And then whenever we would get to nationals, you'd win a free trip somewhere in the country with all these marketing kids. And whenever we would get to nationals, because there was no internationals or cash prize, I just would party the whole week and never go to any of my events. And the teachers would be like, God damn it, Miguel. If you don't go to this event, you're going to ruin everything. And I'd be like, is there an internationals? They'd be like, no. I was like, is there a cash prize? No, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to give you a heads up. I'm not going. And so the state of South Carolina, I was the regional, I was the county winner, I was the state winner out of, I'm talking hundreds of kids every year. And I would always look at the second place state winner and be like, you know, you're representing us in nationals, baby, because I'm going for the party. And it was a fucking party. I miss that shit. I miss going on school trips away because it was just like we're away from school, we're away from parents. I'm bad kid, and I'm going to meet the other bad kids from all over this country that figured it out just like me. You, you used to go, you went with the ROTC places and stuff. Did you ever meet bad ROTC kids when you were in your Ranger program? Once, once. Because that while. one's a different one, because that's like. They were all fucking. They're pretty, squares. Yeah. I was the only cool kid in ROTC. I believe you. Like two or three. Yeah. Like I could literally name on one hand. There was always like two black kids in ROTC that were badasses, but they were just like, yeah, I got to do this. Like, you know, I have to. And then there was always that kid in ROTC that was like the fucking square, square, like, like he needed this. And he never went to the military. The super square kid in ROTC never made it to the military because he got to college and met some pussy. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm missing this the whole time. And then fucking there was the band kids in high school. They were like a mix of whores and nerds. And then the drama kids. I probably missed a lot of good blowjobs by not fucking. Yeah, if you'd have just played clarinet, man, you would have fucking been getting your dick sucked by so many girls. And maybe one dude, but whatever. You're in band in high school. Get weird with it. (laughs) Oh, 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 man. I remember my dad would be preaching, like, oh, boy, enjoy it, man. Why it lasts? These are the days of your life. And he literally was so. He had me, like, thinking, man, I'm about to graduate high school, and this is it. Go, I'm going yeah. off into the real world. Vitamin C was playing. I remember. And I know you're emotional. It was, uh, it was Aerosmith. Song. I don't want to miss a thing. It was my class song. I could stay awake. 
just to watch with it just hear you breathing. Oh, that shit. That that was. It was time to get on the dance floor right there when that shit. By by the time he when said you that close shit, yeah, it was. Uh, so I had I had a very fucking very movie eighties movie fantasy high school like year. Like I I was you know an athlete and I was one of the most popular kids in school and. I had homies in every group. I was friends with the fucking Juggalos before I knew they were Juggalos. Yeah, we used to just call it, those were the Jinko Jeans kids. Yeah, the Jinko Jeans, exactly. Yeah, it's like, just, oh, the Jean, the kids in the 700 building that ate their yeah. lunch in the hallway with their Jinko pants. Yeah, they played hacky sack and yeah, they smoked exactly. bud with me. Yeah, I didn't know. And then I had some band, I had some band homies. Tim Cornwell and Whitey Wells. Now I remember those two cats. Shout out to Warren Wolf. Yeah. Shout out to Warren Wolf. Yeah. And the most popular jock kids, the rich kids, the hood motherfuckers. I was I could have you know been in politics if, if if real life ended in high school I literally had a foot in every door at every genre of demographic of, of life in high school I was voted I was voted uh, uh, most wittiest and most mischievous in high school It wasn't uh, fastest I know that Yeah, so, you yeah know, us fat kids we gotta be fucking witty because we ain't running very fast Uh uh-uh. uh back then I wasn't fat even though they called me fat like. That's funny, man, that even when you weren't fat, you had to be called fat. I just had a big-ass head, and, you know, I was chubby when I was younger, but then, you know, high school, I, you know, I fucking just, you know. High school, I had a blast, and I lived on my own my senior year, and so that was just a blast. And then also, shout-out to Greg Gunn. So Greg Gunn lived on his own also, and he had this house because his mom just basically was like, I'm going to stay with my boyfriend. So Greg Gunn's house was the party house, and then my house, my apartment, was the after party. So we would all party up at Greg Gunn's house, and then like 3 o'clock in the morning, we'd take a couple scallies, and we'd all come back to go smoke over at my place. And <laughs> it was great for like a year and a half, and then a cop moved next door to me. And uh, we thought we could still do what we were doing. We used to put fans on the windows to blow the weed smoke out so the house didn't look like a spaceship. And one day the cop, Officer Altieri, I fucking never remember, comes banging on my door. And he's like, it looks like a goddamn haunted house out here. And the whole fucking floor was foggy because we just had, everybody was smoking all over my house. We had fans blowing it everywhere. And I'm all high and I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, I'll ask everybody to chill. He's like, I'm a goddamn cop. He's like, and my house reeks of weed because of you. And I'm like, right, totally get it. Like, what can we do to me? He's like, no. He's like, get out here. And he told me, he was like, either I call a canine unit or you kick everybody out. I'm thinking the dog would die if he came in here. Then I'd be charged with killing a cop. And they booted me out of my complex, man. I remember having the mentality of, like, weed being, like, literally, like, parallel to heroin. Like, fucking, (laughs) when I was in high school and college. It's like... They're smoking weed. We got to go. <laughs> like, this is crazy. You know, and I remember, like, I went to, like, a high school party. Her name was Belinda Strait. Her parents let everyone, like, all these kids, like, they were all drinking. And she was, like, this crazy pool party. And I was, like, damn, this is that nightlife, huh? That's what I've been hearing about. This is the shit I saw on MTV Spring Break, that Polly Shore fucking, fucking shit. I'm trying to get on this shit. Holy shit. And my dad, yeah, up in my senior year of prom, he that was the only night he ever let me out past ten o'clock, and then the instructions were to come straight fucking home after prom, and I never turned back after that. Maybe that maybe that's what built the gas the the idea of the sausage castle in my mind is the fact that like the oppression that I was living under for so long, even though I had like it wasn't like I was like one of these homeschool fucking yeah punks that like never had no sense of real world because I was like. 
I was jaded. I was like way experiencing and knowing things did, now, way art, too fast. Art and Heavy C were smoking weed and everything in high school. Oh, yeah. They, so how did art, you... Why art did was you, like fucking girls in our youth our youth group and shit. Why did you not smoke weed? If, like Art and Heavy C were your best friends. Yeah, look at them. They were a very <laughs> yeah, good example. But you, you didn't know then it was going to turn out like this. Yeah, well, I'd already <laughs> seen the family and the friends and like... I, I remember like uh, a guy who was trying to fuck my mom dying on New Year's Eve. <laughs> So like drinking and driving always scared me because I've I still to this day I've never drank and drive ever. That's what's up. I and, wish I could say that I haven't drunk and drive in probably like fucking I'm talking decades almost. But I I still have nightmares about sometimes being so drunk driving. And I was like, why did I do that? It's not that I don't think I could drink and drive because I know I can fucking do anything drunk. Uh, but I'm just scared I like of being arrested. Think, I love when people do that. Like when they're like, first of all, let me let you know, I could do it. I could do it. I, I wouldn't kill any kids. I could do it. <laughs> no, other than last week, which is right now I'm sitting on two pillows, my asshole feels like 25 plungers, wooden plungers. What happened last week? Uh, I cock-blocked myself out of a threesome. I got shit-faced wasted. Me and uh, my girlfriend and, and eight other girls went out, and we went downtown, got shit-faced drunk. And I don't remember anything after that. You were so blacked out that Joey Fatone called you, FaceTimed you, shit-talking you for being drunk and blacked out. Yeah, like, look who's dying now, bitch. (laughs) And fucking, I don't know why, but I slept in the backseat of my car, like the trunk, on the way home. And then when I came came here home, for some reason, and it's all on camera, I walked straight into the podcast room and laid right there at the foot of your chair, right, right there on, on the stage. Come lay by my feet, you little fucking bitch. And I never would have known, but I saw it on video. I would have gotten like, away with it, too, if it wasn't for you meddling scallies. <laughs> hey, when was the first time you got drunk? And I know what the first thing I got drunk Boone's off. Farm. Boone's Farm. I got drunk off this shit called Mississippi Mud. Have you guys ever had that before? It's like a thick beer, malt liquor, whatever. First thing I ever got drunk off, and I couldn't ride my bike home. I kept falling off of my bike, and then I lived in an apartment, so I walked my bike upstairs, I, I, but I was so drunk, instead of just chaining it up outside what I did, I walked it all the way inside and locked it up. I chained it and wrapped it around my doorknob and went in my bedroom, and I'm like, oh, I'm really... and all of a sudden, my mom's like, boom, 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 boom. She's like, what's your bike doing? And the first thing, I just had to be like, I'm sick. Like, you used to always be like, I'm sick. I'm not drunk. I'm sick. I remember I was, uh, uh, I think I made $10, Ooh, and I ate an bomb. entire can of Copenhagen. <laughs> For doing it? Yeah. and um, <laughs> I like how you told that part first. I, I, I made $10, and I ate a can of Copenhagen. Did you make the $10 for eating the can of Copenhagen? Uh, yes, Your Honor. Thousands of dollars <laughs> in hospital bills. I remember hearing my dad bitch about it for a while. Um <laughs> But, and you uh, swallowed it? The yeah, I swallowed all of it. All of it. I, I swallowed it all so very, very fast. And I guzzled it down with Dr. Pepper. And it was not And even... that's what the doctors were like. Had it just ate the Copenhagen, he'd be fine. But a mixture of the Copenhagen and the Dr. Pepper, that was what caused well, it. What was weird is I started projectile, like I'm talking 10, 20 feet vomit comments of Dr. Pepper. But it didn't. Feel, I feel like I got more fucked up. I didn't know... Because I was so broke and I was, you know, I was a you? dumb jackass, like 16 years old. And I was like, oh, you're going to get me 20 bucks to eat this shit, sucker. <laughs> Joke's on you. I j- ate a whole can, a whole fucking can of Copenhagen. And literally, I remember g- hugging the floor of a bathroom 
that was covered in piss. It was one. It was the you ever been to a bathroom so shitty that you you're like fucked it. I'm <laughs> yeah. not flushing it. I'm not pulling the seat. I'm yeah. not touching nothing in here. You know, you barely want to touch the doorknob to push in. And I was cuddled up with this thing, and I remember seeing my bosses, and they were just like, and I was like, oh shit, I'm, and I was like, whoa, like what's going on? Why did my body feel like this? So technically, I think this is the first time I ever got like drunk, drunk. I know I got drunk when I, me and my sister with the were Copenhagen really though. You got drunk off the Copenhagen. Yeah, oh, like when you eat a can, yeah. you, you immediately get dizzy. <laughs> when you eat you start, a can, you get drunk instantly. So if you ever get when you get drunk as fuck, like you, I don't think it's drunk. I think that's fucking t- nicotine poisoning. No, it's it's a definitely a form of some type of intoxication because my body was spinning and I felt like I was out of control, drunk, but I was like nauseous. So it was like immediately. It go, it's like it's like having a. Sh- you think one if you would have had a, like a can of Kodiak or something, it would have been different, you know? Was no, it just it, the COVID? You know, the red. If it had been Red Man, I don't remember. Fine. I don't remember the whole night, but I do remember like my dad having to come to the back of the restaurant and picking me up and beating the shit out of me, <laughs> <laughs> and not even knowing what's wrong with me. And then I remember uh, my friend Bo, uh, Bo Thompson, who who died of a heroin overdose fifteen years later. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, you ate a whole can of Copenhagen," and I remember being in the clear. Up until he yelled that as my dad's driving off. And that's when the ass kicking began. And I was in the clear. My dad thought I was like sick, didn't it was wrong with me. I uh I worked over I worked at Don Pablo's. I was I was a I was 16 years old and those motherfuckers had me on the grill just because I got paid like nine bucks an hour and they'd be like and they would also make the servers tip me out and I'm like this is the greatest job ever I'm like making steaks at 16 behind the grill working all night and they'd be like hey do you want to wash dishes for some more hours and I was like do I because you know you're a kid you were just yeah. like oh, money yeah. and this is like 1997 so like nine bucks an hour I'm like I'm fucking I remember I was making four hundred dollars a week. In 1997, and being like, I'm a goddamn king. And I was oh, in yeah, high that's, school That's still. very impressive. But I... Uh, I started I, making $5.15 an hour. That was how it was. Ever. Yeah, that's how jobs were. But they, they put me onto the grill. But I remember these dudes, man, these kitchen guys, they're all these burnout kitchen guys in their 20s. And I remember they were, they were like, uh, we were all smoking a joint in the bag. And I was like, oh, cool, I'm hanging out. And one of the dudes was like, you want to hit this? He had a bottle. And I was like, yeah, man. And I swig. And I'm like, what is that, bro? And he's like, oh, man. He's like, I made shroom lemonade. And I was like, oh, cool. And I'm like, I've never really done shrooms. I'm like 16. I hadn't done shrooms yet. So I'm like, I'll have some more. Got some heroin for me? And so I'm like, I wonder how this is going to affect me. And then I remember everybody. I'm in the dish pit covered in water and filthy food and everything. And I'm just kind of like coming to. And people are just staring at me. Servers are looking at me. And my buddy, the one who I worked with, this Tyler, somebody comes to me. He's like, Hey, bro, they're they're almost here to come get you. And I was like, who? He was like, I had to call Brand. You had to call everybody you know here, somebody to come get you. He's like, uh, he goes, even the bosses were like, whatever he's on, he's got to go. And I'm like, okay. And like, they take me home and I'm tripping. I'm seeing visuals and stuff. And I think that's that. And I come to work like two days later and I'm like, well, I hope I didn't make a fool of myself. And they're like, bro. Like, and when I walk in, everybody's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, what do you mean? And they said, I was just tripping balls so hard. He said, I was washing like one plate at a time. And like, does everybody see this? Does everybody see this? <laughs> and the only reason nobody got me in trouble is because I was 16. And I wasn't supposed to be in the goddamn dish pit of a restaurant or making steaks and shit, you know? That reminds me of a time that what I would do is, you know, towards the end of the month, I had to pay my rent. So... 
and the very early sausage castles, sausage castle one, two, and three, I would, you know, literally do anything for money. And I would like promote it, like, hey, y'all, y'all want to see some crazy shit? You bring your money. <laughs> Pay up, baby. Let's go. And you're, you know, now you're thinking, like, what, they make hundreds of thousands of dollars? No. It was like, <laughs> 80 bucks, 60 bucks. I was li- literally, um, I-, I had this whole thing playing because one of my f- homies, my buddy uh, Kurt, you met Kurt. You know, Kurt, yeah. He, uh, Kurt Anthony, had, had bought this jar of uh, habanero paste called The Bomb. And he was like, You still Yo. have the jar, right? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes, I fucking do. And uh, they were like, yo, we'll give you $10 for every shot you take it. And in your mind, you're like, y'all fuckers are going broke. Yeah, no, I was like, oh, yeah, you're okay. I had to, like, hide my excitement because I'm like, yo, I'm going to drink the whole thing. I'm going to make $100 fucking dollars. I'm going to be rich. So I'm, like, so jazzed. And I remember, like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spice it up. I'm going to fucking, like. So I had invited all these, like, homies over to Saskatchewan, too. And I'm like, yo, bring, you know, 10, bring me 5, 10, 20 bucks. You know, everyone throw in. You can see me do some dumb shit. And uh, I remember being like, you know, I'm going to jazz it up a little bit. I want to have some more presentation. So I remember going to the fucking garage and finding a can of gold spray paint. And I was like, I'm going to pull my balls out. And I'm going to say, I got gold balls, motherfucker. Give me everything you got. I spray painted my balls gold. Instantly, the worst pain I ever felt. I still have a piece of cardboard. Is It is the silhouette of my nutsack. I still have it to this day. It is a perfect silhouette of my fucking chicken bag. And I put it behind it like a little fucking, a little fucking like a guard of the rest of my thighs, which I fucking definitely would have painted my thighs for this. Let me note to self, kids. Uh, if you ever think about spray painting your balls any color, not just gold, but any color, do not do that. Your testicles are a giant, exorbitant sponge. It's a sensor. And the moment you enter spray paint into it, it is the instant pain. Your balls will go so far up into your fucking diaphragm that you will never see them again. And my friend, I... You know, you see those little videos, like, and it was at that moment he knew he fucked up. I felt the worst fucking pain I had ever felt. It was so bad that I was convulsing, and I was, like, in so much pain that you ever you ever pass out, go to sleep, because you can't fight the pain so much, you just body, just give up. I remember curled in the, in the very back of a bunk bed that wasn't even mine. It was my buddy Ben's that lived with us at the time, and, uh. I just remember being like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And and before that, obviously, I was rushing to the bathtub and pouring shampoo on my balls. I was soaking it in water, everything you could think of. I was like, this is the worst fucking pain. I remember like, damn, I fucked up. And I woke up hours later, and I remember looking out and, and, and hearing Kurt's voice. And Kurt had came to me. And I had forgotten because I you know, passed out in pain from afraid to paint my balls gold. He was like, Mike, whatever you do, please don't do this. I was like, dude, what do you mean? I, my balls, my balls are gold. He's like, what? He's like, holy shit, your balls are gold. He's like, 
bro. Oh, because you were about to do the hot sauce challenge he goes, still. <laughs> he goes, whatever you do, don't take this hot sauce. Hot sauce and balls were the same day? Same fucking day. <laughs> I went to epileptic shock. I went to the hospital. But not only that, this is how bad it was. So, you know, after a while, I'm, I'm probably still like... Your body will naturally get high. It'll get like a buzzy, tingling feeling, especially if you spray paint your balls gold. Try it if you don't believe me. And uh, eventually when you come to and you can start standing around and, and you, you know, you're like, fuck, I just went through the worst pain ever. And you're already talking shit, talking shit about the fucking. Plus you're sh- trying to make 20 bucks. Well, the, we poured six shots. I was going to try to make 120. I was going to do six and six. So I poured six shots of this. And I have photos of this shit. I have, this is on video. Okay, we're lined up at Sausage Castle too. The first, the reason why we call this the Sausage Castle goes seven. We we should have talked about this the first episode. Seven dudes living in one house. Okay, the most gayest, horrible name you could ever name anything. But we put it on a flyer and we promoted a party, and that was the rest of its history. Twenty years later, here we are. And uh, I remember barely coming to. I almost felt like I was led into a trap because I was like. <laughs> Hey, hey, give me the shots. Let's go. Real give quick, me my though, money. Give me my money. Though, had it worked out right, how was this supposed to go with your balls? Like, after you did the six shots, then you were just going to pull out your balls and they were going to be gold? No, I was going to do it before. I was going to be like, yo, I got gold. But my balls were gone. <laughs> my balls were subsided up inside of me. It was horrible. It was. Were you still in pain? Oh, uh, yeah, but it was like, I was like numb. I was like, kind of like, I felt like I was like uh, buzzing. How long do you think you were passed out in pain? I was like four or five hours. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I went night night. I went to sleep in another man's bed, and I don't know why. And I woke and yet, up to Kurt saying, up. begging me, don't do this. And you were still in it, though. And the young fucking fire inside of me is like, fuck you, give it to me. I've already seen enough. So I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm about to make, because I did, granted, I didn't make no money at the bold, the gold, the goddamn gold balls, okay, Miguel? This was just for pageantry. Yeah, that was pageantry <laughs> showmanship, purely. So I'm like, all right, load up six shots. I'll do another six shots after this. They load up this habanero paste. And I'm talking paste. This is like thicker than ketchup. It's like mud almost. It's like, like JB Weld. Yeah, it's like icing, yeah. but it was black, purple, green. Habanero paste. Marty Gras. And at the time, I think it was like the hottest shit on the planet or something. I don't know. It was like, you know, there's like, oh, this is the fucking Dante's dick or fucking. There's always some, some fucking road truck stop that says it's the hottest sauce in the world. But at the time, I think it was the hottest shit. Okay. In 2001, this shit was hot. And uh, you're like, you're like, you're like, I just spray painted my balls and went through the most pain ever. I ain't scared of this fucking devil's jizz. So I got all my homies over. There's like 20 of them. And even, were they all there waiting for? The, or was this? Yeah, like, no, they came over because you know, come over to drink, and you know, it yeah. was, you know, uh, it was fun. And Amari Stoudemire, who who was in high school, yeah, and he was hanging out with me, and he was like, I think he was like twenty one at the time, or so he might have been <laughs> a giant six foot seven black dude who went on to uh, get drafted in the NBA and to be rookie of the year, and then become an all star the rest of the, his. He's his there career. too. He's in my house. Cause he used to come over and play uh, blackjack. Yeah, that's how I used to pay rent. I, you know, get some strippers. And I had like a boiler room vibe going on. I would like go to bachelor parties and bring strippers and a Polaroid camera and a blackjack table and a roulette table. And <laughs> I gave Sock Dick Dave like hundred dollars and fucking free uh, chips to keep the table moving yeah. and stuff. And uh, I didn't cheat or anything, but you know, just yeah, just, just keep lively table. Yeah, keep the table live, you know. 
And so, um, th- you're you're about to do this challenge. So I'm about to take the, I'm about to take the shot. And I remember I had some fucking. You're like, gonna do twelve of them, six and six, right? I was gonna do. I, I had them line up the six, and then I. Remember, and you're still looking at these guys like you suckers, even though. Oh yeah, balls- no, I'm still like I'm popping off. I'm I got photos in my phone, bro. I'm 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 popping off. I'm like actually like kind of getting ready to clown on them. I'm like I'm about to take this because at the, at this moment I'm like yo I'm about to make a fucking good 120 bucks right here. Cool. Of course, you know, my fucking balls are still in pain, and this is horrible, but I'm going to make up for it. This is fourth quarter. I'm about to really fucking pull through. I'm actually scrolling through my phone right now because I know I have photos of that day because it was the worst day but of my happened? life. But what happened? So you got, the, you got the paste. They they lined up the shots on the table. Were they in shot glasses or in spoons? Or what? Shot glasses. Okay. Pretty good portion shot glasses. Um, they were like I would say seventy percent full. Oh, so that's you know. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not gonna lie, it was it wasn't all the way full, but it was good, a lot more than I was thinking. I was thinking it, like it was enough to send me to the fucking hospital. <laughs> so what happened? Yeah, yeah, that was the second time I got my stomach pumped. Because, so what happened uh, though? Yeah, immediately after, like, oh, actually, look, look, you think I'm bullshitting you? Here we go. There is a fucking photo of it. So how many? So tell me about get the shots. Don't 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 mess so this up. So I'm fucking. You're like don't get derailed, yeah, motherfucker. Mike, Take me you home. Liter- you literally, you literally did the mic music. You like I got us to the point, and now I'm just gonna. They be line like- up them shots. I fucking ba ba ba. How many? At the third one, I started. Oh, we're gonna have a problem. Fourth <laughs> one, I was like, oh fuck, this ain't going down my throat. Fifth one, I was like, "Fuck, this is disrespect." I just hit the sixth one, and I'm still trying to Damn, guzzle you got it. Six deep though. Six, six deep. deep and i immediately go oh fuck it, it felt like the pain of my balls <laughs> transferred to my head <laughs> and i'm gonna tell you this i had just shaved earlier that day and the, the fumes the fumes of it alone was irritating my like neck <laughs> and i go oh god oh god <laughs> boom projectile vomit projectile vomit Boom, boom, boom. And it's hot vomit. Amari Stoudemire is smoking weed, drinking Smirnoff Ice, playing blackjack, going, what the fuck? And he's like freaking out like, yo, I got to get out of here. And I remember he drove a Mitsubishi, a Mitsubishi Montero Sport. It was like one of the first yeah, like luxury SUV, yeah. SUVs. And no one knew how he really got it because he was in high school still and he hadn't signed his NBA deal. Um, and so you're projectile vomiting this fucking fire sauce. I say, quick, I give me some bread and milk. I start chewing that, spitting it up, vomiting everywhere. I puked in the fucking toilet. Ben, I guess, fucking sat down like 30 minutes later. His He had a big-ass dick, and it touched the seat, the toilet seat. Then he had to spend the rest of the night with his dick in a fucking glass of ice water. My eyes are fuming. I'm shaking. I jump in the pool. I'm saying, give me bread. I start <laughs> like freaking out. Everyone's high as fuck, smoking weed, staring at me. And I remember looking at Sock Dick Dave and Amari Stoudemire, looking at me like, man, what the? I, I had like killed their high. Were you throwing up in the pool? Oh, yeah, projectile. <laughs> and the entire time is I had this CD player. And your CD balls are still hurting, though. Oh, man. yeah. I'm, I had this CD player, and I had a burnt DVD of Incubus's uh, uh, Requiem, Inquis, uh, drink. What's the fucking I Requiem for a drink? No. I'm sailing down the river. river. Yeah. yeah, it was that fucking. That's, <laughs> I, I'm I'm literally fucking listening to this shit on repeat, and I'm literally just fucking dying, projectile <laughs> vomiting over and over in this fucking pool, and I'm puking up bread, I'm puking up milk, and I'm just literally just having. I'm basically fucking dying. And I go, soon, soon call my sister. And that's when everyone's like, oh, shit, this is serious. 
yeah, no, that's when I basically fucking almost died. And I got 60 bucks out of it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Sock Dick Dave took 20 for taking me to the hospital. So you had to go to the hospital? Oh, yeah. What happened when you got to the hospital? They, pu- they, stum- they pumped my stomach with this. They pulled a fucking glass clear tube down my throat. <laughs> Did you tell them about your balls, too? No, because I had already had been through enough that day, Miguel. <laughs> and I was having flashbacks of the Copenhagen days. <laughs> you know, I used to do some dumbass shit, you know. And, um, you know, I was... It was a scary time, and, and this is when I realized that uh, when you turn 18, uh, health insurance, uh, you were on your own. And I was like, oh, fuck. With your golden balls and your 60 bucks in your pocket. I was convulting. I was, like, basically going into shock. Like my body was like, all right, this is too much one time. and <laughs> Too much pageantry. Yeah, way too much. Don't, don't spray paint your testicles, guys. Those aerosol chemicals are very very bad here's, to receptors here's, in your, in your here's testes. three things to learn from this one don't spray vent your balls two don't uh chug dante's infernal hot sauce made of fucking the devil's pre-crumb and three don't go anywhere because we're about to go to break when we come back we'll have more of the mike Beasley and this show. weekend we have a members weekend we're going to a friday break. saturday we'll, go to a break, we'll tell we come them back. well maybe they don't listen to second hour miguel okay what if they don't know we have a party this weekend you know? then tell them we have a party this weekend, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. If you're a member, you get to watch this and you get to come and see all the crazy content. And we're also, I'm definitely threatening, and, I'm, and this is a hard threat, I'm definitely threatening to only give an hour up, and we're thinking about making the second hour for the members only. So you better tighten up, folks. Become a member. See, listen to all, listen and watch all two hours every week and come to the parties and see all the content. We'll see you when you get back. Does your life suck? Are you tired of the same shitty old dead-end job? Has your girlfriend stopped sucking your dick? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Knock, knock, because here's your opportunity to change your life. For just under a dollar a day, become a member of MikeBC.com right now, and you'll enjoy the following. Some of the wildest, craziest, sexiest, never-seen-before footage live on the Snapchat. Sure, we all love the regular Snapchat, but if you want to see what's really going on, join now. Not only do you get to enjoy the countless hours of entertainment from me and the rest of the Sausage Castle family, but enjoy the long list of content creators that you signed up for, bringing new and amazing shows just for you to enjoy. Log into your online account every day to see some of this content you may have missed. After you've been a faithful member for three months, watch your mailbox because we're sending you one of these badass members-only t-shirts. You can't buy this anywhere. You've got to earn it. The content's good if you're really into the content stuff. But for me, I'm more about the coming down, the parties. Snapchat's great. I watch it. It's That's not really what it's about for me. It, it's about coming down, hanging out. Being a member of MikeBC.com, it's not just about watching a secret Snapchat. It's an experience. As a member of MikeBC.com, you'll have access to some of the wildest and craziest parties at Mike Beasley's personal home, the world-famous Sausage Castle. Enjoy Members Weekends. That's where you and the rest of the family join up at the wildest house in America and spend three days and three nights camping, drinking, sucking, and fucking some of the wildest shit you'll ever experience. During Members Weekends, you'll be rubbing elbows with some of the sexiest, craziest, wildest ladies you'll ever imagine. The beauty beauties. Don't worry, campers. We've gone an extra mile here at the Sausage Castle to make sure all you members are comfortable and have one hell 
my camping experience. I've been following Mike Busey for quite a while. I've been a member for about three months, and I'll tell you what, it's the best, been the best three months of my life. So Memberships is you're missing out. I, I, I started following Mike Busey about, a, about two years ago, and the guy's a real guy. And it uh, allows people to come here that are like oh, outcasts of society, and they fit in well. And uh, I was like, yeah, Team I got to fuck with this guy. Man, I've been following Mike about two months. Became a member a month ago. So, but I'm, I'm happy I'm here at the fucking Sausage Castle. Having a great day of fucking the drunken field dead. All I can say is America right now. Follow Mike Busey. Look at my eyes. Took my glasses off for you, America. For you. Follow Mike Busey. Become a member. Party at the Sausage Castle. Hell yeah. I hope you're hungry, because we're providing breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Each campsite comes with its own electrical hookups, picnic table, fire pit, and grill. Go skating around our track, swim in our lake, enjoy our luxurious outdoor showers. The only showers that you go to get clean, but sometimes you come out dirty. During Members Weekend, enjoy the countless sports, entertainment, and amenities we have to offer. Live game show and trivia, tug of war, boxing, foam wrestling, airboating, basketball, tennis, volleyball, football, dodgeball. Enjoy our awesome arcade, epic costume parties. Do you remember playing field day as a child? Well, imagine you doing the same shit, but really wasted. Each member's weekend, you and your team will battle it out to win thousands of dollars in cash and prizes. Yeah. That's right, Team White, Team Blue, not Team Black, because they lose. Oh, right, it's like that, Big Mike. It's Team Black, bro, even though we lost all our all our stuff so far. The Members Weekend, I'm going to put it simple, has been the weirdest but most epic time of my life. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is just, it, it's life. It's, it's amazing. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to meet everybody, to see how cool everybody is, how loving they are, and just how chill they are. They're just real people like us. Like, it, I don't even think it's about the money. It's about the pride at some point. Some of these people, they get, they're so passionate about winning it that they don't even care about the cash prize. They're doing things that you'd never imagine just for the pride to win. Did you know that we have a full functioning recording studio? We've got some of the industry's premier equipment in our state-of-the-art recording facilities. You never know who's going to show up at the Sausage Castle. We've had a long list of celebrities, rappers, rock stars, athletes, models, and porn stars that have graced the doors of the Sausage Castle. Think of it as a summer camp, but everyone's really fucking wasted and doing really weird shit with their genitals. The party doesn't stop at the Sausage Castle. At Members Weekends, you'll be able to experience the massive invasion as the, all the members head downtown Orlando. We've been known to take the party to the streets. Nothing beats a bunch of crazy assholes loading up on a party bus for a night of fun. Or enjoy an evening on the seven seas as we gamble and drink the night away on party cruise boat adventures. You never know where Mike Busey's gonna take you and the rest of the members during Members Weekends. Just shut up and get on the bus and enjoy the ride. Not everyone can make it to Members Weekends. By becoming a member, you'll be able to reap the benefits of coming to our shows and hanging out and partying with us for absolutely free, backstage or even on stage. Oh yes, if you're a member, we're putting you right there in the center of all the action. You don't have to take my word for it. Here's one of the members we met in Las Vegas. My name's Vince from LA. Been a member for about eight months now. Great eight months. If you're on the fence, 
just do it. Once you do it, you won't regret it, and you'll just love every second of it. It's a, such a debauchery that it, it's oh a good debauchery. You, you won't regret it. Then you meet a guy named Mike Busey, and then he introduces you to a whole another fucking life. And then you just become a member, and then you fucking see the debauchery show that for it is. Did we mention this is all 100% free? If you're a current member, you get to enjoy all the members' weekends for free. Let's be honest. I could probably name a million things you spend $30 a month on. Gatorade, cigarettes, bullshit the gas station, the sausage castle. It's a place that defines freedom. A place that you can be yourself. A place where all walks of life are welcomed. No matter what race, religion, rich or poor, gay or straight, Christian or atheist, it doesn't matter. Come and enjoy. Arrive as strangers and leave as family. Welcome yourself to the second half of episode 33. Miguel, you know the moment we just say, well, you know, let's take a week or two off. That'll be the time we never do this again. We've taken a week off. We've had events and stuff. We can do it. We did one week off and we had one we've technicality. Had three, three weeks where we've taken different times off. About did it. we? Yeah. But we did it the next week after that, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah the moment we missed two shows in a row, it's done. Yeah. It's game over. Well, that's why we got to pick out when, when a season ends, so we can have a little uh, mid-season Miguel's break. like, every, every every fucking day, he's like, so, you know, I was thinking, you know, that was a good season. Let's do episode, let's do season two. I just want to know when it's going to have season two, because it's like episode 365 of season one. <laughs> I said we could just go back and edit. Maybe maybe they're listening to season two right now. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> maybe we just go back and edit every other season one. You know, here's the thing, guys. Um, I'm glad we're we're talking about this. Um, this show is very organic, and I know I speak on behalf of both of us when I say this. I feel like we're we're we are our own biggest critics because we we literally analyze if we're giving you entertainment, and we we analyze it. I mean, I analyze it in every increment. Like, okay, was that was that lackluster? Do they want more energy? Do they want more serious? We really want y'all to like uh, communicate with to me and Miguel and everyone else because we want to know, you know, where we want to take this because, you know, it, we, we it's still very new to us uh, this format doing a pre-recorded uh, episode. Even though we have video, uh, the video aspect of it is exciting for the members get to see us and watch our mannerisms because if you think we're funny, just. Audio-wise, you should watch us. We look even way funnier. If you don't give us feedback, it's literally going to be an all-trucker show because they're the only ones hitting us up. Truckers are the only ones hitting us up, letting us know what they love and stuff. So pretty soon, if nobody else gives us feedback, this whole thing's going to be done on CB. We're going to change the logo. Yeah. (laughs) This TV will be gone. It'll be Shaq's uh, fucking diesel aquarium. We're just just doing on the road in a semi uh, traveling down, we're like, welcome to the Mike Museum Miguel podcast. We're on Route 65, running a whole load of jet fuel over to Atlanta. What we're trying to say is, is uh, even though this is not live at this current moment, which it will be soon for the members, we will let you listen to it live and watch it live. But uh, we do need your interaction because, once again, no fucking notes. I feel like the times we have took notes, it fucked us up. So if you ever, like even the last episode we did, uh, the Colombian special, we were so, I was hard on it. I know Miguel was hard on it. We were like, 
we're like we're like I'm a, I'm a complete emotional homo after every episode because at the end I'm either really high or really low. I'm like, we could have done better, guys. I should have told about the time that that one fucking time, and and I'm like maybe we didn't talking about this because there there are a lot of things we we touch on that we skip past or we don't give you know because sometimes I'm like oh man that's gonna be a fucking two hour story. And I just got to like. It doesn't have to be. The voices in my head. It's the voices in my <laughs> Every head. Every story Mike tells that was like the director's cut. That's what I know. Like you would, you would be a passionate director. Because I know that we would like have a I film would made. I would be. Ha- we'd have like a, a, a motion Son picture of a bitch. made. And we'd be like, all right. So the studio says we got to trim uh, a little bit out of it. You're like, bro. Ain't I, doing it. Yeah. You're like, I'm like, Mike, I Tell get Paramount it. to suck my dick. It's a My Little Pony movie. It doesn't have to be two hours and 46 minutes. You're like, if we don't tell the whole backstory of the fucking pony land, how does Where does fucking it? Gargamel come into yeah. the fucking Smurfs? We need to know the backstory of Gargamel. Mike's, yeah, Mike's Smurf story would whole thing be like, I want to do it from Gargamel's perspective. <sighs> and then we'll get to the Smurfs. Maybe in the second, I don't know, the the third installment here's of the, the deal movie. guys i want a relationship with you the listeners and the viewers and uh if you just joined some people are actually listening to the the, the most recent episode and they work way back which is a horrible idea i think i don't know maybe it's a good idea because i feel like the episodes get stronger along as further as we go because we are we're we know we're good at it let's just be honest we know most of the other podcasts you listen to are fucking hot garbage shit and, uh, and yeah, we want to fucking go to other people's podcast studios and stab them in the throat because we know they're not entertaining because they're not really about that life. They do not have fucking real life stories. It's all about fucking their, their fucking colorful commentary of Once Upon a Time, which me and Miguel definitely possess. That's the only gift we have is fat motherfuckers. And we fucking are very appreciative to all those who listen. Unlike some of these ungrateful motherfuckers that got like 10 million subscribers on YouTube and bullshit and talk about soft-ass bullshit. Yeah, we're going to talk about some really dark, weird, crazy, uncomfortable shit. And we hope that some of you relate to it. And we hope that it passionately engages you to continue to listen to the show. And uh, we really appreciate y'all listening. And it's really important that uh, we get your feedback. Because like I said, for the thousandth time, we are really just kind of like... I know this, I should probably shouldn't say this, but I probably could like put more into it and like write notes or something. I don't think you could. I I think if you wrote notes, you still wouldn't read them. Cause uh, sometimes I feel like we've done commercials story and I'm just like, Oh man, I should talk about that. Cause we've like, when we've shot commercials for you, we've written out lines and then, uh, you just won't use them. (laughs) You won't use them. (laughs) It's very, uh, remember when we did the gambling commercial organic, what was it? A hundred, I want to say it was a hundred. Oh my god! Listen, it was takes. really hot. Just like now, it's hot in here. Yeah, I was flustered. The best was that was when Courtney was kind of new to hanging out here again, and I remember that her, made me uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm like, all right, her. is this Kelly gonna stay around for a while? <laughs> Who is she? Do I want to watch? Do I want her watching me make my craft? My doing my craft? Even even Stephen, he had his little girlfriend in here earlier for the first like forty five minutes, and it definitely offset me a little bit. I was like, <laughs> do I want to talk about the deep evil fucking shit in the back of my mind that I think about since I was a child? You know, it's like, it's very, I'm a vibe, as yeah. you say, I'm a creature of vibe. vibe. yeah. Like, even the days, Miguel can be an asshole every day, but he knows on Tuesdays, like, all right, hey, Mike, how's it hey, going? Hey, buddy. Listen, well, everything's great. You ready to do that <laughs> podcast, you fuck? I'm like, it's, we got 12 hours to fuck this up if we don't keep him happy. Like, <laughs> yeah, how many times every episode I'm like, yo, I should take a nap before we do this. Nope, I've I've done it one time. I did one time the same time you did. It, it, the problem is we we do this late, so it's like right now take, it's two a.m. Yeah, if I take a nap at like 
you know, 11 o'clock before the podcast, I'm not going to want to do it when I wake up. I'm going to want to go back to sleep. Naps naps are like an afternoon thing for me, man. Like, uh, like I don't want to take a nap at late at night and then wake back up. And full disclosure, my asshole definitely feels like I'm watching like a you wiggle around. If you Harry guys Potter my... fucking split book fucking so part you, down you, the middle of his hair. You bruised your asshole. You were talking about this. But you also told us you ripped your asshole once before and you have like a second asshole now. Yeah. Like, I, what's I, that all about? I jumped out of a tree like 40 feet up in the air at Rock Springs and... Did a cannonball in the six inches of water. I thought it was like eight feet. I swam down this river. Some dude goes, yo, white man can't jump. I said, fuck you. You thought it was eight feet and it was six inches of water? Yeah, I literally went six inches into sand. You could literally see the bottom if it's six inches. It was a spring, Miguel. Don't fucking judge me. It's a crystal clear spring, though. I don't know. I mean, it's a spring. I don't know. It was was a long time. I do remember me and Art showed up to this like Catholic fucking uh, picnic. That this church was having, and we literally pretended like we were a part of the church, and they passed us around, and they were the nicest. The same time you split your ass? Yeah, I was literally bleeding. I had blood <laughs> running down my thighs. And then we almost got arrested. We got trespassed from Rock Springs because we showed up. I think it was like a Labor Day or something, and I had a 1988 Honda Civic hatchback. Silver. Is that the one that you lost your uh, exhaust to when you were riding the hood? That oh, time? same one, baby. Same man. You, you listen to me, man. Listening, bro. I be listening. Hey, you listening to the show, cuz? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I fucking uh, yeah. We weren't taking no for an answer. We had drove like forty five minutes to go there, and we parked at the very like like the back end, and we like kind of scaled a fence and went in, and we hung out all day, ate with this fucking. I had done split my asshole open. <laughs> I fucking was that, so were that was that the people you were with that when you did the swing? No, that was a whole other situation. So, Some kids talking shit, and I was like, "Oh yeah, fuck you, motherfuckers!" I was, you know, dumb, reckless. I had a shaved bald head. I had a six pack and shit. I, I was fucking handsome. You had a six pack? I wouldn't say six pack. But it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was the beginning of like at least two. I got photos. In case I had you a six see. pack. You had a six pack? I wouldn't say I had a six pack. Like it was. I looked. I, mean, I gotta lie. I, I was like. I was. You know. I wish I fucking looked like that right now. I, mean, I was. Was this how you looked when you were playing basketball in Kentucky yeah. when the dude was like uh, beating off? Yeah. Oh, I was, so I understand why he wanted it. I mean, I could if I if I go through my phone here, I could definitely find a photo of that a very exact day. Because I remember we took poli- pictures of the police. They were like all in our face. Like, how look, old were you guys? Uh, I think 17. Like, 17. these are the cops that are about to arrest me and Art right here. Um, I got these all fucking on my phone. And, uh, oh, look, look, here we go. You thought I was playing? Look look how fucking goddamn handsome I was. <laughs> Do y'all even believe that's me? This is me right here. Can you see that camera? Camera, uh, wherever the fuck this is looking at. Camera right there. Look how fucking handsome I was right there. If you're, if you're a member, you get to see this photo I'm referring to. Maybe I'll put it in the feed which is a new feature we also have for the membership. It's basically an uncensored Instagram feed. We post videos, photos, fucking all kinds of crazy shit. I give you tender advice. I post some memes that Miguel definitely would like to argue about, but he know he won't because he's fucking, you know, just like, oh. Meme science. Yeah, so, um, yeah, then I remember my car got towed to the hood of Pine Hills. and then From I Rock Springs? Art's mom and Wait, dad Wait, from Rock showed, Springs? They, they yeah, towed your car? The Pine Hills from, yeah. from like, out, like, a Popka area. Johnson's Records, man. I think it was. I know that. Yo. And I remember Art's mom, I remember me and Heavy C would be like, yo, your mom's going to say it. She's going to say the F word. She'd get so mad at us. She was like, you motherfuckers. And... I remember us driving in the hood of Pine Hills. and We were going down some side road to pick up my car that I didn't even have the money to pick up. Uh, 
And I remember seeing like someone's yard, like the whole front yard was on fire, and no one was even like looking at it. it was I like, like when you're in the hood and you see something that's tragic and horrible that's not causing any response to anyone. And no one's outside freaking <laughs> yeah. out. No one's panicking. And I'm like, oh shit, um, yeah. Um, and this is when you're young, you don't know what the fucking do. you don't know how horrible fucking tow truck drivers can be and how vicious and predatorial they can be. Tow truck drivers are horrible human beings. Unless they listen to this show. Yeah, those are the good ones. Man. Yeah, those yeah. are all the good ones. Uh, L.A., didn't Big L.A. get banned from the Mosler's house because he was telling like horrible tow truck driver oh, yeah. stories? Big L.A. was like, yeah, one time I towed this fucking single mom's fucking car like Christmas Eve and all their Christmas gifts in there. And, and he was like laughing about it because he was like, you know, like thoroughly like entertained by it and... My buddy Jacob Mosler's mom was not feeling it, and he and he was definitely not invited back from that point forward. How do you watch your Christmas toys just all go away, and the tow truck driver's like, "Fuck you, bitch!" Bro, I'm trying to tell you, man, the tow truck drivers are fucking not the ones who like, listen to our show, but not the ones who listen to this. Yeah, podcast. they're good, solid. Yeah, solid people, stand-up individuals. Yeah, I, if so, you are a asshole, we were eating chicken. Yeah. Art's like. Art's like fucking pretending to be like a congregation member of this Catholic church or passing the fucking chicken around where they had like rented this little gazebo and what, shit. Was it, was it one of those moments? Because as a kid, we would get into more of those situations than we do now. But it's like you can tell that there's a couple people who are on to you. Yes. And you're yes, just like yes. staring. You're like, fuck, man. I got to keep it cool. But this and guy. Art's like just doesn't give a fuck. And I'm just like, oh, hey, you know, maybe maybe put some of those chicken wings back. Yeah. You know, getting a little greedy. He's like, oh, God, this is great. And then there's, like, some old guys like, oh, we're doing the Lord's where we're feeding these poor homeless kids. And then meanwhile, there's, like, blood running down my thighs. <laughs> and I had literally for a good four years, like, ass, <laughs> ass period. No, dead ass serious. Dead ass, I had ass periods. <laughs> Wait, explain, so this what, moment, explain what ass periods are for the, four years. All right, so where your ass crack ends and meets your tailbone, I had this, like, extra slit. They look like someone took a razor blade and cut like was gonna flay my asshole. Someone like, someone was gonna flay the top of my ass hat, and it, it kind of grew together and actually grew like a, a little like a, a separate hole. So all the homies back at the early Saskatchewan days used to say I had like I had a, had a second asshole, and it would bleed. I remember one time up on the roof, I was like hanging up Christmas lights. And I remember being cold, and I just said, drip, drip, and I looked down at my socks, and it was, like, covered in blood. <laughs> I would, if I if I fucking sat wrong or jumped up too high. You just rip open your oh, second yeah. asshole? I would rip my asshole open all the fucking time. You want to see this thing? Have you have you actually looked into the eye of my asshole? All right, yes. Miguel. You tried to show no, it no, to No, no, I'm showing you right now. I'm showing you right now. Look, I want you to look into this thing. Right at the top. <laughs> you see it? Yeah. No, the very top. Look. Yeah, it's got a fucking little carb. Yeah. Like a bong. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it does. You think this is a goddamn game? When's the last time your asshole ripped open? Uh, Every like, three or four years, it becomes, <laughs> it becomes a problem. What is this? It's like fucking Haley's Comet. It just returns Well, if, if you look to the left of it, you'll see like a... a there's another one? Well, there's a like a, a, like a five-inch pink look, little fatty scar, and I had snuck out of the house, and I... I uh, had this backpack, me and my buddy Tim, we snuck out of the house when we were young little hooligans in Sky Lake South and or- off Orange Blossom Trail in Orlando, Florida. And I had this, uh, this, these, uh, these kids' toys called Spy Tech. I remember Spy Tech. And uh, one day, Spy Tech book bag fell down the fucking wrong side of the fence, and I had to go in. <laughs> so uh, I fucking... Was sitting up on a like an eight foot. By the time it felt like it was probably twenty feet high. Oh yeah, when you look at shit when you were a kid, it was huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
and uh, my feet are dangling off the, the front of the fence, and it's dark, and I can't see the bottom, which I felt like I was jumping into a fucking volcano of uncertainty. And I, I knew that my, my fucking my book bag and all the spy tech shit that I stole, for some reason I thought spy tech gear was going to help us like <laughs> sneak through the night like stealth. I was like, set up. It's like, there was this little like Gentlemen, box I that had a sensor. I present you the spy tech gear. There was this, I used, you know, I used to use it too because I would be jacking off. And I had it in the hallway of the bathroom. And anytime someone crossed that beam, I take a nine volt battery. And uh, you ever, you no know, matter how many times you put your, you know the nine oh, volt battery. Oh, the tongue on the nine volt? Yeah, you know it's going to do it, but you keep doing it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that was that was that was the reminder, or that was the first warning to me that I would end up in bad relationships. Yeah, true that. I was just like, this is gonna hurt. So uh, I say, all right. I told Tim, I said, hey, I gotta jump down and get it. He's like, okay. So I'm like, all right, here we go. Three, two, one. Uh. And next, you know, I'm fucking hanging from a fence <laughs> like a scarecrow, and I don't know how. And I had these MC Hammer uh, pants on from Walmart. They were like purple and teal and like uh, I think there was a splash of pink in it. And I go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tim, Tim, Timmy. Oh, I called him Timmy. I said, Timmy, Timmy. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And I reached up behind my fucking ass cheek and it was covered in blood. There was a (laughs) giant gaff hook that was holding a clothesline that ran like a good 50 feet. And I was hanging like a fucking shish kebab up on this eight-foot fence, feet dangling. My sock is full of blood. I can feel it saturated. My ass is bleeding. And I remember Timmy's dad was so cool that he didn't tell he my parents. No, he didn't. He's like, hey, buddy, it's okay. He's, he's the same kid I got in a fight with one time because we were uh, we were playing with Crash Test Dummies one slumber party in his in his in his in his room. And I saw this blue circle button that said, congratulations, it's a boy, Lakeside Hospital. I said, hey, motherfucker, why you got my goddamn, my button? Oh, you told me about that, yeah. He's like, that's my button. I was like, no, that's my button. And then he got his mom. We got in this whole blowout, like, fist fight. Like, we were going to fist fight. (laughs) She's like, she was like, he was born at Lakeside Hospital. I was like, so was I. We're best friends. I was like, no way. We were born in the same fucking hospital. But the moral story was, I got fucking. I had to get a bunch of stitches in my ass. <laughs> so and you sit around the pillow, you, and that's how I three, feel right now. You've got three assholes, basically. Oh, I probably got way more assholes. <laughs> like if you fart too hard, it's gonna be like. <laughs> see, Miguel, being being the size that I am, I don't get to see my asshole very often. I get, I don't get custody. I don't get to get. I don't get visitations. I don't really you know. You think skinny my... people see their assholes more than you? <laughs> I mean, you know, with a couple mirrors, you know, you're in. But I gotta have like ten mirrors. I gotta get like. All these little spy mirrors and shit, some lasers. I you need like, a little dental mirror? Oh, yeah. I, I need a whole fucking, like, I need someone, like, holding the phone. How long did that asshole bleed? When oh, they- well, like, my, I've had ass problems my whole life, Miguel. <laughs> and right now, I'm sitting on two big-ass pillows. I blacked out last week. I've been tossed. I had to rotate my ass cheeks. If you watch this video, you're going to see me tossing and turning my ass cheek like a fucking... Like a rotisserie a fucking, chicken just oh, fucking yeah. turning? It's horrible. Like I, I be, before we started, we were fucking with the lights and shit in here. I had to stand up, make a couple walk arounds, and just stand up, you know, because my ass is fucking in pain. And, and I How much would it bleed when you had your ass period? A lot. Like, I could call people right now, like, "Yo, man, Mike's ass periods, bro." Oh my did god. Did it ever happen when you were just out and about? Oh yeah, no. One time, uh, one time I was at this uh, basketball summer camp, and I fucking was bleeding How old all over were you? the court. How old were you? Were you in college? 
Uh, no, high school. High still. school. And you're just and bleeding, bleeding all over the court. Bleeding all over the court because I did one of those crazy Dennis Rodman leg up in the air rebound <laughs> you shit. Tore your and third I fucking asshole. split my asshole open. <laughs> and I, and and I looked down. It wasn't all right. Listen, I'm no one. I know we're fucking entertaining you guys, but it wasn't my asshole. It was the top of my ass cheek where it becomes like where the the crack begins. Okay, <laughs> imagine your your fingers. Okay, your middle finger, your pointer finger. It's the web. It's like the web. The gooch. The like the. Uh, no, it's not the gooch because it's a my tailbone like gooch <laughs> split open like a like a paper clip, and then and grew back slowly improperly, and they created like a pin dot hole. <laughs> so it looked like I had another asshole. That's where this story it begins, and and yeah, and every now and then if I fucking has it happened I, recently, like uh, no, this it's, house, it's not this house now. This once it's, you got the money, your asshole just fucking. Like, well, what's sad is probably like a fucking like couple hundred dollar copay or some shit. I could fix it, but it's still fucking. What would they do? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm literally. They told me I would have an under uh, an overbite my whole life until they broke my jaw. And I was like, I don't care how much fucking money. I ain't trying to do no fucking through the wire shit. I just yeah, don't. fucking Kanye. There's things that aren't gonna. There's things about my life that just ain't gonna get fixed, no matter how much time <laughs> I have or how these much. These multiple assholes are always gonna be in your life. I'm fucking proud of myself for fucking actually paying car insurance, Miguel. Like I have, I'm actually legit. I could get pulled over right now and be like, good to go. I'd be like talking shit, like, oh, come get me, motherfucker. I got no drugs. I ain't speeding. Real talk, how bad is your ass hurting right now? Yeah, it's like an eight. <laughs> it's definitely affecting my performance. I'm watching. You know, hey, I want this episode to be referred to as the uh, the Michael Busey flu game, okay? You were Scottie Pippen. You had to hold me up. And I, I still showed up to Utah, the NBA Finals, and played through my flu game. Oh, this this is, episode's called Three Assholes. <laughs> well, I fucking definitely am hurting. It's definitely affecting my, my performance and my mental... There's a couple. The right before we went to break, I kind of like checked out for a little bit. I was like, "Man, my fucking ass is hurting." <laughs> I literally turned. Like you see me. In, you see me in the office. Yeah. How has this, this been affecting you on your bidet? Oh yeah. Listen, I had to like kind of like be a little more um, selective on the bidet sits. <laughs> I'm like, all right, do I really need? Because right before we did the show, <laughs> I had to actually take a break. I was like, hey, hey, uh, y'all get this light right. I gotta go do a couple of uh, coat hanger swipes, <laughs> which brings me to my next announcement. We've uh, if you go to mightbc.com forward slash store, we added a new category called memorabilia, and you can buy some of the most precious, sought over, coveted fucking memorabilia pieces of my life in Sauce Castle history. It is it is basically equivalent to indianajones.com, and you can buy the Holy Grail. <laughs> Indianajones.com and the fucking Ark of the Covenant. I'm going right I'm now. I'm selling I'm selling my coat hanger that I use to chisel the shit from my sphincter that does pass by my second asshole. If, full disclosure, so technically that that coat hanger definitely fucking puts in the work. So, so you're selling the coat hanger? Yeah, <laughs> the coat hanger you use to clean your asshole? Yeah, well, well, I mean that's probably one of the shittier things I have on there, but I definitely have a lot of other cool items. The first uh, home phone I ever used to call scallywags and invite people to parties. My basketball phone from the very first Sausage Castle. I got some pretty cool uh, shit on there. I got a painting I'm going to give away, the one I stole with Axl Rose and Papa Roach, you know, uh, that I painted over another fucking painting. There is some really cool shit on the store. I'm, I'm going to – it's not that I want to sell it, but, you know, if, if you are uh, really hardcore and you really fucking follow our shit and maybe you want a piece of history, well, here's your chance, folks, you know. So, <laughs> I just love the ass periods because I'm thinking, did you ever put like a maxi pad or anything when your ass was? No, bleeding? no, no, no. Real talk. What I <laughs> funny you say, I used to take a bunch of toilet paper 
and I would sandwich it between my fucking ass crack <laughs> as like a maxi pad because there were times where I'm like, yo, I'm going to be moving around a lot. This is, this is going to hurt. And it, it was very temperamental. And you if you sweat on that ass crack with that oh, blood, yeah, it no, burns. No, there was times I would smell like the metal sulfur smell of the blood running <laughs> yeah, down my like, ass. Yeah, like it smells like pennies, man. Oh, dude, listen. Pennies, I would – there was – Maybe that's why I started just always showering when it when it came to doing anal fucking activities. I was always <laughs> showering. Every time I took a shit, straight to the shower. I planned my shits around showers. Like I there's there are times that I was like, all right, I gotta go home. They're like, oh, what's going on? Like, oh well, I gotta get shit. Like, oh, go shit here, go shit. Here. Nah, unless y'all ready for me to strip down and, and take a shower. Nah, y'all ain't ready for that player. And and now I've I've elevated to a higher level of consciousness where I die that I like to fucking squirt water into my uh, anus area. I don't I don't penetrate the anus completely. I I like to remove or dislodge any other unwanted fecal matter from my butt. And my, I'm one of those fat clean people, as they call it. What you you want us to do? I don't smell like diaper water like most fat people do. They smell you like want, diapers. You shit. want me and you to do colonics so bad, don't you? Because I'm just something tells me that I might have some big ass fucking turd stuck on a wall <laughs> holding on for dear dear life. I don't want to do it so badly, Mike. I put on every shoe. My left shoe goes on first. I've been holding my toenails in a bag. All my toenails fingernails since 1996. I have a lot of weird shit about me. I know. Guy. I know. I've known you for ten years plus. But I don't want to do the colonics, man. I'm really scared about it. Because all I've ever heard is people be like, it's the worst feeling ever until you start pooping it I all out. I fucked maybe like four girls in the asshole. I'm not into anal, bro. It's not yeah. my thing. It's something you do when you're really, really drunk and with your girlfriend. I like some of the other deviates in the room. They're probably like, oh, I, if I don't fuck them in the ass the first week, I'm out of here. What's up, Steven? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm anal is like saved for a really drunk day. You're bored and, but, and well, you trust her. But they're going to pump water. In our colons. And guess what? I'm willing to sacrifice my colon for the entertainment of the followers. I'm fucking terrified of it, Listen, bro. you, your fat ass and my fat yeah. ass laid over sideways like a beached whale on a cold metal <sighs> fucking circle table. Yeah, you're not As selling some it. Indian you're not guy fucking selling it to me. shoves a fucking garden hose up her asshole, and we're filming the whole thing. You're I'm not like, selling it to me. Sitting there trying to Snapchat it like, I've got to stuck this tube up your ass. Hold on, motherfucker. And they say you've got years of built up shit. What if we're not even fat, Miguel? What if we just got a lot of shit in this? <laughs> you know? What if what if when they're doing it, it springs open your other two assholes? Oh, I hope I, I hope I fucking parvo spray the walls of that fucking that <laughs> backdoor like clinic a, we like, get to go to. Like a fucking oil derrick just spewing out shit from your ass. Hey, if you we have this uh uh app called Asana. It's basically like a glorified multitask management system list group. Uh, that you put on teams and you can assign things and make categories and da 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 and priorities and set alarms. And one of the things on your asana is to book the colonoscopy. Col- the, 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 the colonics, colonic yeah. Or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't, I don't want to do it, Miguel, but I'm, I'm, I don't want to do it. What at if it all. saves our life? What if we got some giant ass turd fucking Mr. Hanky deep inside of us that's fucking <laughs> creating a fucking cancerous tumor inside of our intestines? Oh, that's going to be so gross. Just pumping hot water. It's because it's like warm water and then it sits in your belly and then. Ugh. And then they fucking pump it out. It's like it's oh my god! It's like fucking doing a pool filter. Listen, I will get drunk as fuck. I will let that Indian dude shove the tube in my ass and shoot the water out. How does he? Why is he Indian every time he? Because does? I just know in my mind he's Indian. Okay, Miguel, you're not gonna <laughs> convince me. It's my mind. I'll do what I want. Okay, <laughs> my fucking doctor shoving the hose up my ass is Indian. Okay. Do you? I mean, I don't want it to be a black guy. I definitely don't want it to be a girl. I mean, she's gonna get confused and not know what fucking hole to put it in back there. She's like, oh. <laughs> 
You, you think you could get a anuses, my friend? Would you get a boner if it was a hot doctor chick and like she was touching your ass because you like your body being touched? Yeah, you enjoy. Okay, it. Tell me more. Go ahead. So and like, all right, here she is. All right, let's see if we get a little chub going. Here she sees in the office. She's like, oh my god, you're Mike Busey. You're like, yeah. She's like, oh, Hell I, yeah, bitch. I love watching you on the Snapchat. Get she's that like, water hose. Anyway, and she's like, oops, the hose fell. Let me just. And she bends over to pick it up, and like her face rubs against her ass cheek. Hell yeah. And then she's like, oh my god, you have three assholes. That's so hot. And then Hell yeah. she fucking shoves this hot tube up oh! her ass. Oh! And then next thing you know, all the fucking shit bags you've eaten your whole Boom. life. Boom! Explosions come pouring out. Parvo fucking projectile shit on that. But what fucking if you get wall. a boner? What if you enjoy? See, the that's because here's the thing. That's every straight guy's nightmare because mm-hmm. I you always hear these like I don't know if they're real. You hear these like superstitions. Maybe some of our derelict friends could tell us. Deviate motherfuckers. They say that a guy's G spot is and is in his prostate and something like that. A girl like, told me one time straight up, she was like, uh, "You've never had a good blowjob until you've had a finger up your ass." And I was like, "I'll just take bad blowjobs." Yeah, you know, like, and it's one of those things that I I I think Miguel and me share complete. We're completely agreeance that if it means to have true sexual satisfaction by something being fucking penetrated in our anus, even though. It probably technically still considers us straight. We're just in fear that we might like it. Because so I don't, don't want to add it. a new thing to my fuck up. It's too late. Yeah, like it's we've I'm already too late got enough fuck game. ups. Yeah, I'm too fucked up. I can't now be like and also stick fingers in my ass. Yeah, I don't want. Plus, also, then that means once you like things in your ass, that means you have to make sure that your ass is now. 100 percent like four once inches you pop that clean. top you can't stop yeah, baby. now you got to make sure at least four to six inches of your asshole is you're clean. coming to come over your house one day and all your fucking broomsticks are gonna be brown and shit <laughs> i got a drill with a q-tip in it and just like <laughs> <laughs> fucking you're like oh it's a it's a my, my medical device yeah, hey, relax. i'm at harbor freight and walgreens the same day <laughs> like i need i need more q-tips i need i need some kind of drill that i'm not gonna not gonna mix up with my other drills i'm like miguel q-tips you need to upgrade to fucking Plen- uh, fucking toilet bowl cleaners That'll hit the spot <laughs> I'm sitting there pouring a little Drano in my ass To clear the pipe You're at fucking PetSmart And they're fucking sold out gerbils And you're having a fucking mental breakdown <laughs> I got a bag full of gerbils Now I'm walking around Home Depot Like I need PVC pipe now <laughs> Glow sticks and PVC pipe And fucking fishing string Is all sold out in a candle I'm at a, getting a, 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 one of those Fucking train sets And then just wrapping <laughs> it up With cotton <laughs> You're ever on fucking eBay Looking for a 1985 <laughs> Epcot monorail. Fucking <laughs> oh man, yeah, we can play this game for a while. I'm say I'm tying a Q-tip to a woodpecker's beak. <laughs> like fix it. You're outside sitting on acorns, hoping a squirrel will fucking sodomize you in your sleep. I'm training a colony of ants with a little sugar and patience. Uh, you got fucking sea crabs coming out of your asshole with squid hanging on your balls. <laughs> I got a fucking air hose and a fucking pancake compressor. I'm like, gonna go ahead and knock a little bit of carbon off these walls. <laughs> uh, could you uh, could you imagine like the fucking billboard on the side of the road? Like, are you shoving random objects up your asshole? Do you got a problem? Call us. Oh, you put an RC car up there. Just it's like- funny. Someone listening to this right now, and he might be a trucker, just got really uncomfortable and he's looking around turning the volume down another on his trucker fucking- just got a boner and he's looking at the runaway in his car and he's like things about to get weird before we get to albuquerque can you imagine like a trucker uh listening to this for the first time and they don't get her like I-, I don't even how do you even start somebody on this podcast you basically kidnap them and you're like you're gonna need to listen for at least 
at least an hour. We had a guy apply for a job today, show up here for an interview, and we and Miguel asked him how did he found out about us, and he said through the podcast. podcast. I was like, oh my god, you're hired! Oh, here's the best part about the guy who uh, showed up for the interview. He used to work for the Coast Guard. He told us his story that they were working on a ship that. Oh so, yeah, that's great. So the ship comes to dock, right? And he's telling us they got all the blueprint. You got to give them all the blueprints of the ships, all the schematics, so they can make sure nothing's been altered. And they noticed that there's a room on the ship that doesn't show up, or it shows up on the blueprints, but not there. So uh, him and like his lieutenant, they are investigating this this wall. So they're drilling into this wall to like see what on the other side they said they had to even unbolt unbolt like, like a, a fucking bench. bench and shit yeah and all of a sudden as he gets in and pulls the drill out he had drilled into like 50 kilos of coke so when he pulls the drill out he gets blasted in the face with cocaine him and his lieutenant and he's like yeah one time i accidentally got high on cocaine and we're, we're like at, we happened? were asking him like so have you done any drugs yeah no i just smoke weed but this one time i accidentally did cocaine we're like accidentally did cocaine and he says the coke hits him on their face it like absorbs into their skin because they're all sweaty and hot in this thing he goes the next thing you know they're fucking geeked him and this lieutenant and they had to quarantine them he's like Pure Columbia. Colombian cocaine. Pure Colombian cocaine. Never done drugs before in his life. And he just got hit with fucking like an eight ball of pure Colombian cocaine in his face. And then they had to quarantine. I told them they should have quarantined him with some hookers and at least some music or something. Can you imagine? Imagine though, like you're the worst thing you can do to somebody on cocaine is be like, okay, you got to stay in this room alone now. <laughs> it's weird how like, um, and this is Shout out to guy. Tim Valley who's now joining the Coast Guard after hearing this. <laughs> Some of our listeners definitely just joined the Coast Guard. Like, what do you mean I'm 45? I can't get in. What do you mean? <laughs> Tim's like, I got my own drill and a straw. Fucking, <laughs> I got all these fucking sea turtle straws. I gathered them up from the fucking South Pacific. You would, on, want, you would want Tim to be the Coast Guard guy to find your coat. Because you'd have 56 keys, and by the time he reported, he's like, they had an eight ball, and he I'm going to go said for a run for a month. There, they said they were searching for three hours. Yeah. So, like, imagine you boarding a vessel and you under suspicion, and you think, all right, there's definitely dope on here. We're going to find it. And then, like, hour three, you don't find nothing. And then, boom, whoops, accidentally you just drilled into a fucking a wall, a false wall of coke. Like, they're probably like, thank God, gumshoe. Yeah, they're like, fuck, yeah. Now you're jacked up on coke for the first time in your life. Meanwhile, like, the fucking, uh, they, what's the, what's the, the Tom Hanks movie? Where oh, the, I'm the captain now. I'm dude. the captain now is like sweating balls off his bald Somalian heads up there like, <laughs> Oh, they'll never find it underneath the fucking welded bench. Hey, the best part is, as they're drilling through the wall, he's like, they hit concrete. He's like, there's no concrete on a ship. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, though, too, like, you're geeked up after you find it, and, like, you're talking to the Coast Guard guys, like, okay, Mike, uh, we got to quarantine you. You're like, well, quarantine me? I'm ready to fix everything on this ship. And they're like, oh, really? Well, yeah. hold up now. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, fucking, uh, I don't know. There's, there's so much to talk about. We've had... Uh, I've had 40 years of life, and a lot of it I definitely can't remember. Every now and then someone reminds me, like, hey, you remember this one time? And at first I always think they're, like, lying or bullshitting. I'm like, yeah, right. And then they start telling things that I know I probably said or did. I'm like, okay, I'm listening. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. They're like, no, man, blah, 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 blah. It was fucking great. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I hate when I meet somebody that I don't remember, and they're like, bro, do you remember me and my wife? And I'm like, whatever I said to you guys, 
I had accidentally found a bunch of keys of cocaine in this boat, so I was I was a little on edge. Our pool guy was like, "Hey, I listened to the episode when Mike brought those retards over. That one guy tried <laughs> to drown him in the pool. Hey, I got some guys gonna come over. Don't worry, they're not gonna kill him or anything." <laughs> and then that's the scary part about doing this podcast because. When we end this, we just kind of go about you know our life, and we kind of like we kind of we not like kind of we, I definitely analyze like the performance of it because we want to entertain you guys, and, we, and we're very appreciative of y'all are listening or watching if you're a member. But uh, we sometimes forget like what we talk about, and then someone comes up and like, "Hey, uh, you know how many times I've been downtown?" It's one, "Yo, Saturn Dick." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like ready to fight. So I'm like, what do you call me? <laughs> oh, what's up? Oh, Saturday. Oh, okay, okay. You know, like fucking uh, Miguel. You know, if he has a, you know, a certain little situation going on, he's like, okay, can't talk about this weekend. Me, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just saying everything. I'm like, like confessing. Like this is like fucking uh, confessional. But the thing, the thing about it is, man. Like fuck it. Like nothing we talk about is anything that I'm really ashamed of. There's just times when I'm like, oh man, like the worst, the worst thing I think for us is when we talk about something, like you said, we don't remember. I don't want my girlfriend listen to this show ever. Yeah, I'm just like, well, I, I don't, don't want to be influenced because I'm not trying to hurt her, but she knows I'm a goddamn rock star and I don't want to, I don't want to like throw in her face that yeah, your, your boyfriend done fucked a bunch of well, bitches. Well, the best was when you were telling the story about that chick who saved you from the Tallahassee bus fire because yeah. uh, your girlfriend did walk in the room and you were telling the story. Oh yeah, no, me? she did get mad. Yeah, and then when she walked out of the room, you were like, and I might have felt up on that lady's titties. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was drunk and she thought like I was saying something like rude or something. She just caught, you know, like when your girl or your wife comes into the room at the wrong fucking time at the end of something, you're like, yeah, and that fucked her. And you're like, she just holds that under her like forever. I had to like, no, no, listen. I had to like explain the whole fucking story. I'm like, <laughs> I had to no, tell it all over again. The bus caught on fire and some lady picked us up at a Kinko's and all took us back to her house and tried to fuck us. <laughs> I didn't fuck her. <laughs> I just ran and fell on them titties. Can you ma- like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I have some people be like, so what do you do? And like professional people, you know, like, um, I love when people are like, "You guys should have a podcast." Yeah, and I'm like, "I've known you for three fucking years. You've come over this house multiple times. Do you not know what's going on?" I like when people pitch us ideas of things uh, that we already you should do. Through a, you should have a party, bro. You should throw a charge party, people. charge people. I'm like what? Write it down, motherfucker. Whoa, this motherfucker. Life changing. You should get two more assholes. That would be so cool. You should just look retarded your whole life and be broke, and then one day, fucking just start charging people to watch your shit. Whenever you got your asshole period, were you like, at least I'm not pregnant? When I mean, I've been, I had not. <laughs> when, when it wasn't this, Miguel. Don't don't fucking. Don't disrespect my ass period. This is, I held on. This is a period that never went away, bro. Like it, it came and gone. Right now, are you on some kind of like fucking uh, I'm birth in pain. control that keeps you from having ass periods right now? <laughs> like side effects may include no ass periods, a sexual attraction to fire. You know. <laughs> Me and Rowdy Rob come inside of our girlfriends the other day the same day. So, did you guys just bring it up? Oh no, no, they brought it up to themselves. Like. Mike came inside. Me too. Oh my God! Rowdy Rob came inside of me too. Oh so my God! So we might have we might have kids on the way, but Sperm I got it. My sisters. balls. I, apparently, gold spray paint fucking makes you fertile. So I, I might be good. I don't what know. would you do if if you did have a kid on the way? I already know what I'm gonna do. I know. I'm gonna get a trailer on the backside of the property. <laughs> I'm gonna move her into it and him, and I'm gonna fucking go in there and beat the shit out of him. What if you have a daughter? Well, I'll be nice to her. Um, 
But I want I want my son to have the same amazing characteristics that I do. So I'm the only thing I have to fall back on is how my dad fucking treated me like good old eighties in the nineties and and raised me in the ways of the Lord. Just Be- take the ass whooping for Jesus. Listen, I feel like this government's kind of getting away. I mean, you know, maybe maybe they're fucking us up. You know, like you can't even beat your kid with a belt no more if I go into fucking jail and shit. Like so the, the the Bible says, spare rods, pull the child, my girl. You also got to fucking sometimes you got to beat the Jesus into your kid, <laughs> put some respect in those goddamn bones. I used to I used to hate. Uh, I got hit with a Hot Wheel track. That was a motherfucker. Spanish kids, we get the chunk- the chancleta, which is the slipper. That's your mom's slipper, the chancleta, and that is <laughs> what the fuck the chancleta. That's a, that's a, that's a, what the damn you and your, you and the Puerto Ricans are really heavy on the shoe wear. I know you had yeah. the whole Santa Claus thing with the hay and the shoe box. Now you're getting beat with the you shoe get too. Beat with the fucking slipper, the chancleta. Your mom will the shoe give it, then the shoe take it. Oh, and the worst thing is there's two of them, so she might throw one at you and you duck, but then she's aimed at the duck position. She dialed the other in. One. Yeah, heat seeking shoe. Yeah, the chancleta. Bro, chocolata. It's it's the fucking it's the it's that what gets you. The thing is too, depending on the chocolata, like if it has the little. I just ball, like you hear say it. say it again. Chocolata, like it has that little ball on the end, like the like the, the little thong sandals. They'll push that out, so it's like a whip coming down on you. Yeah, Hot Wheels tracks a motherfucker too, because then you got to play with it later and just feel like you were my toy, you know. <laughs> or turning on the TV and it, it doesn't work, and then you realize there's no extension cord plugged to it. You're like, <gasps> did you ever ever have an emotional attachment to like certain toys that when they got like broke or fucked up, you felt sad inside? Yeah, I don't know what these toys were. I can't remember, but let me explain. I'm pretty sure guys. I'm describing like a serial killer or like yeah, you know, basically some serious trauma right now. Some I, some therapist is like, okay, I'm listening. I had these little toys. They were like some kind of little spaceships and they had all these magnets on them and they would like pick up uh like one of them would you bring it next to like the cargo thing and the magnets would carry them and uh my mom threw it at me and hit me in the face with it and it broke and then she felt really sad and then i felt bad because she felt sad because that's how abuse works and (laughs) but i remember she was like what will I'll get you another one, but it was like an expensive toy that somebody got me. You know what an expensive toy is like $14, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, of course. And so I couldn't get another one, and so I was like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, I just, you know, it's fine. And then I remember, like, my dad fixed it, which was, like, super glued it together. Now it didn't work the way it was supposed to work. And I remember I was like, it doesn't work. And he goes, it doesn't work? You want me to fucking break it? And I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember having this uh, teddy bear... Damn, you know what? Mm-hmm. I've never, ever, 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 ever story that's never been told. No, no, not even, not, even, not even told on here. I'm talking about like I've never even spoke of this out loud. Michael, you first ever have of all. inner inner thoughts that you stayed in that stayed in your mind your whole oh, life? Oh God, yeah. And if people heard them, they'd throw up. Yeah, no, this is this is well, this isn't that bad, but maybe <laughs> Tell it's, us your maybe trauma, there's Michael. something deep there to it. I don't know. I just remember having um, this teddy bear, and it had like this little glass eye. I had two glass eyes, but one day it lost. Oh, like your pug. Yeah, it lost an eye. And uh, I remember having this weird, like, uh, personification is when you give an animate object personality traits of a human. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, my ass. Um, I just remember instantly feeling like, oh, no, my, my bear only has one eye now. And I remember I would play, like, soccer with my animals like i would mix like gi joes animals? and stuff animals yeah. and i would like line them up on one side of the carpet and have and have like a little ball in the middle and i remember uh feeling bad for the one bear that had a glass eye and i felt like 
passionately, like emotionally invested. Like, wow, I feel bad for this bear because it has one eye. Do you remember the bear's name at all? No. I didn't care that much, Miguel. <laughs> Maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, I just remember like wanting to give it extra special attention and treat it like it was the rest of the stuffed animals. Even though it had like one eye. Man, maybe I'm discovering something right now. I've never fucking ever, ever, ever spoke about this. And this has been with me my entire Michael, life. Michael. No, I'm being it's serious. It's not your fault. I'm being Mike, serious Mike. right now. It's not your fault. And I remember just being like, wow, this bear doesn't have an eye like the other ones. But I want to make sure. You just drown like, it in the sink? No, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I've, this has always stuck with me my whole life. It's kind of weird that I'm mentioning this. It's just kind of like kind of fucked me up because i just remember feeling bad about this bear that had one eye and i wanted it to still have a good bear life and i would like include it in all the, the little games i would have in my mind with the gi joes and the barbies and i'd line them up and and uh i don't know maybe there's something deep there to that i don't know what it is if you're a psychologist maybe you can hit me up or maybe you interpret dreams or fucking childhood fucking thoughts but maybe maybe this podcast is really just therapy for me miguel maybe Maybe it's therapy hidden under the umbrella of entertainment for all those who listen and watch. What happened to the bear? I don't know. I probably fucking burnt it or something because I was like <laughs> mutilating my sister's Barbies and shit. And I remember it broke its leg and then I, I melted it together. And then I remember like it had like a fucking pirate cr- like leg. Like one leg would fucking pivot and the other one was permanently like fucking seared together to its crotch. <laughs> I was doing weird shit with the Barbies and the G.I. Joes. Like, yo, you tall bitch, get over here. And my sister would be like, fuck you, little boy. I was like, fuck you, tall bitch. And I was like, you know, I mean, you know, you know what I was. G.I. Joe. on that serial killer G.I. Joe was taking that ass, that Barbie ass. You know what I'm saying? Climb that Amazonian pussy and take it. I've been in the war, bitch. Cobra and G.I. Joe always became allies in the night. Barbie was a big bitch. You know what I'm saying? Hey, it was back in the day. Maybe that's what's wrong with these fucking kids these days. Maybe if they play with their goddamn G.I. Joes and got off the fucking internet, went outside and played Smear the Queer. Yeah, I said Smear the Queer. You know they call it Kill the Carrier now. Yeah, fuck that shit. That's even worse. He's getting killed. The Listen, Queer was just getting smeared. Me, Miguel, me and Miguel came from a time where fucking little Bobby down the street got chicken pox. You went over his house, and you didn't even know who Bobby was, but you were about to meet him. Yeah, your mom got a call from somebody like, hey, my kid's got chicken pox. Cool, let me send the mine over there, because fuck him. And lice, getting lice was like a fucking, like, oh, oh God. you fucking despicable piece of shit. Yeah, you had to get that little uh, green comb, the red one, and yep. they'd send it through your hair uh and then and then if a kid got ringworm i was like motherfucker you're filthy get out of my class different times man different you know times. check this out when i uh we moved to uh we moved to a school once uh we moved to a base and we couldn't get into the base school yet so we were living out in the, out in town and the school was filled and so for like six months i did not know and neither did my mom that I was in the classes for like emotionally disturbed kids because there was no fucking space for me in a regular class. And my teacher, like literally the kids would get, they would be allowed to go outside like three times a day and they would meet with like counselors. And my teacher would always be like, no, 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 Miguel, you stay with me, you stay with me. And I was like, this bitch is the worst. Like she will not let me hang out with these kids. But what it was, was these were the worst fucking kids. Like there was a girl there that like stabbed her sister and shit like that. And I'm like, this bitch will not let me hang out with all the 
rest of these fucking kids. And the teacher was like an overworked young teacher. They put her in the emotionally unstable class and they threw me in there for like six months because they were trying to find a class for me. And I never fucking knew. And I never knew what was up. But there was just way too many kids in my class that weren't allowed to use scissors. I'm sorry. There was like a lot of shit. I know I got some inner demons, but I just want to say I'm sorry and it's okay to let go. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I remember teacher being hot, though. I think she was. It was first grade. But you know what time it is? Yeah, well, it's time for me to go get fucking... Uh, time for you to go check out one of those three assholes. Time for me to go check out my asshole. We've got a lot of shit to do. we got to get ready. This Friday, Saturday, Sunday, members weekend. we got some new content dropping on the site. We're literally putting out sometimes hour-long videos that you maybe never even seen that involve my small wiener and multiple consensual adults. Uh, and dark drunken nights here at the Saucy Castle that you, if you're not only a member, you get to watch, you get to come and be a part of camp three days, three nights. It's all for free if you're a member. All ladies are welcomed. You don't have to um, be a member if you have a vagina. Sorry, guys. I know it really butt hurts you, but no one's ever said at a party, Yo, you know what this party needs? More dudes. Come out Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Scavenger hunt, karaoke, fucking drunken Olympics. We've got concerts, late night parties. All kinds of cool shit going on. Come meet sick, twisted motherfuckers who don't give a fuck. And most of them drink horse, not horse, but hose water. At least the cool ones did. Your ass is hurting. It, it is. I, this this will be, this this episode will either be called the, the, the ass Jordan flu game or the fucking child abuse episode. I love I love how your ass is hurting and you want to get up from the mic, but you can't stop talking. Because I, I love it. <laughs> Like I see him screaming, and he's like, "I gotta go," but also, let me add some more adjectives to that statement. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you for watching. On behalf of me and Miguel Colon Jr., Stephen, Chris, and all the members who help support this show, thank you. We're like a fucked up PBS show. Become a member. Support what we got going on. If you fuck with it, come to a party. Come watch all the uncensored content. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. We'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Goodbye.